And what is going on, everybody out there, all of you buttes and beauties? It is episode number 96 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. If you like these skate lace hoodies, stuff like that, that total butte shirt right there in the background, you like that? Just smash the link on the post. We'll bring you right into our merch store for all of your sweet HTH merch. This being episode number 96, it's the Holmstrom edition of Hat Trick Hockey. This got 15 years in the league, 1,027 games, 243 goals, 287 assists, 530 points, Olympic gold medalist. He's a SHL champion in Sweden, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Grindline member, played his whole career there with the Red Wings. I'll bring in my boy, my line mate. Rob, what's going on, buddy? It's still fucking drowning sorrows, bro. Still <laughs> drowning sorrows. Leafs losing fucking first game. Well, not first game. First round again. This ain't going to change ever. <laughs> it's going to be upside down the whole fucking time. Oh, my God. And also, Rob got a message from our boy, Darren McCarty. Four-time Stanley Cup champ, don't forget. <laughs> Dude, I was fucking crying laughing the first time i i seen that fucking video man it was so good but you and him are always going back and forth every time he oh, comes yeah. on the show i just i just feel like i'm sitting there and you and darren are arguing so it's funny it's hilarious and the, our like listeners love it so so funny um so that was a good one also before we get stuff going here rob and i how much do we got a lot of shit to talk about today buddy like yeah. there's there's tons of stuff so before we're going to probably do a little Instagram and YouTube giveaway soon here, but we're going to have two prizes. So one of them is going to be a skate lace hoodie, which is kind of like the one I'm wearing a little bit like that. And then the other one's going to be this total butte shirt right here that my finger is on Bing right there. Um, Rob and I were just kind of shooting the shit off the air on how we were going to do it. But when we get everything set in stone, we'll obviously we'll, throw it up on all of our Instagram and our Facebook and we'll put everything up there on how you can win. So just to keep, just keep your eye out cause it's going to be soon and there's going to be two winners. So Rob, let's kind of wrap up round one here real quick. Okay. First of all, what I thought that was really cool is of those eight series in the first round, five of the eight series went to game seven. It's incredible. Like this may be so far the best year of hockey we've ever had in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like everything is even across the board. Rob, we'll, we'll just get into it quick here. Leafs lose game seven. Fuck my life. It's, and it, it's not like it was a blowout, like two no. to one game, two to one game, Matthews and Marner. Well, they didn't have anything or whatever points or whatever, but you know what? They fucking couldn't skate two strides without running into a fucking like lightning player. Like they were so on those guys. I just, I don't know, man. It's weird because like Campbell's numbers were better than like Fazilevsky and stuff like that. So he won the battle in net. And then those guys in net too, I thought the big advantage was to the lightning and along with probably everybody else and Jack Campbell outplayed Vasilevsky. Well, that's why I picked Tampa to go all the way to the cup again, because mm -hmm. 
I think he's the better goalie, right? Not taking nothing away from Jack. Jack, back-to-back playoff fucking, just incredible. Like, he, he, man, he deserves such a pay raise. Like, it's unbelievable. And I don't know how the Leafs are going to do it with all those four guys taking up all that money. Actually, speaking of that, I just read a thing today that the Leafs gave him an offer that him and his agent weren't very happy about. I bet. So... I don't know if he if he moves on or they I don't know, man. But all I know is he they made a offer out to him that he wasn't happy with. So well, they're gonna have to find another goalie to play for seven hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, I don't know. You can't get rid of Tavares just because of his contract. Nobody's gonna take that eleven million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Nylander is probably the only one that you could get rid of, but. I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me say something about those two, JT and Willie. So you know how I always say, like, trade JT, trade JT, right? I always say that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I think I changed my mind, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, he played. He played amazing in you know? games five, six, and seven. He was the standout for the Leafs. Yeah, and then they took that goal away from him. Call, yes. Haul on that. And the, the the worst part about that is I know Leaf fans are pissed. It was soft. It was this. It was that. But it's not fucking basketball. You can't run a pick like that. I didn't think I didn't think it was that hard. I thought it was weak too myself. It's the playoffs. Yeah. You're letting shit go here and there. What about bunting? Bunting getting drilled from behind. Not a fucking call by what's his name? Mc, McDonut. Fucking... <laughs> The defenseman there. McDonough? McDonough, that's it. Yeah. But, like, McDonough. he gets smashed. Yeah. And he, him. in a regular season, that could be a suspension. Yeah, you're but no, right. But nothing, no call. Mm-hmm. But then you call that pick. And I'm like, come on. Like, let's, let's, let's be fair, you know. But it, was it a pick? Yes, it was. Yeah. It, it, but it wasn't – was it because it was a goal? Like, I don't know. I, I think that's what made the whole, like, situation worse was that he shot and scored after. Why didn't they call it right away? They didn't. I don't, I don't think they had time. The puck went in first before they, they blew the it, whistle. Because I think it was, like, the block, and then he took, like, one more stride or two and shot. Like, it wasn't – it was, like, boom, boom. Yeah, it, it, was, it was very close in timing, but he still had to go around those two. Yeah, he did. And then go around another defenseman, and, and he yeah. put it up in the top cheese. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like, it, I thought that was a goal at first, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Change the whole, like, change the whole game. If that goal would have, like, the first thing I thought when when that puck went in, and I didn't know that there was anything called on the play, the first thing I thought was they might fucking do it. I was jumping all <laughs> like, over the place. They might do it. Fuck me. And then they got called back, and I was just like, "Oh, that might." Be but they still happen. pressed. They still played. Oh, yeah. They still played hard. You know, you know who impressed me the most out of that whole series is uh, Austin Matthews. Like yeah. he bodied, he he backchecked, he fucking he did it all. Score goals. Like he he was awesome. Like he was a man on a mission. Yeah. You know, and and good on him. That that. Lifted as always oh, soft in the playoffs. It, um, same thing with Marner. Marner played amazing yeah. too, oh, you yeah. know, but I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to shake this curse. <laughs> I don't know what they could possibly do. The only thing they do is if all four of those guys renegotiate their, their contracts, 
uh, to keep some of these guys, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You got what five guys making like what three quarters of the salary there. They're going to have to pay. Uh, it's in the McKayev. They're going to have to pay if they want to keep them at Kerfoot. You know, like I, I a think, lot of guys that are going to want more money. Uh, Kerfoot, I seen. I think he's going to be trade bait. And that's too bad because he's, he's a great hockey. Player. So I like him. He's a fucking water bug, man. He had how many how many uh, shorthanded goals did he have in the regular season? Oh, like, he was, he it was, was unbelievable. Yeah, those big four or five are there need to restructure their deals. Yeah, 100%. If they plan on doing anything in the playoffs, that's like, what has to happen. Even if they took, like, let's say, they all make, let's say, around 10, what, 10, 11 million dollars. Yeah, right in there. Other than Nylander, yeah. 6.5 or whatever. Think if they all took nine, nine across the board, think about how much money that opens up. Yeah. And, and you know what? You can't tell me it's because of the money. Like, yeah. Austin Matthews, he, he has so many endorsements. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner can't do another commercial. Like he's, he's got more commercials than fucking what's his name does movies. For I know. Christ's sake. I think that's where the NHLers make a lot of their money. Yeah. Cause they get paid. Well, as I'm not really going to say dick all, but they don't get paid half as much what they do rather than doing the freaking endorsements. Like yeah. how much do you think Reebok has paid fucking Crosby over his career? Oh, I know. Like, you know, so. And the actor I was thinking was Steven Seagal. Like, how many fucking Seagal movies have you seen? <laughs> Mitch Marners has just as many commercials, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, think about it. If they fucking did that, that would clear eight to 10 million on the books. For sure. And now you can get a, a good $5 million defenseman and a five million, you know, like I want Johnny Gaudreau to, to stay. Yeah. Oh, you mean, you mean, Captain Gio or Giordano. Sorry. I, I, I talking Gio. He is actually expected. It's funny that you're saying all this because I was reading all this shit today. Um, they're expecting him to resign in Toronto. That's awesome. I love so, it. And he's from there, right? Yeah. So he'll probably, I imagine he's going to be one of those guys that he's just going to, he's going to, going to take considerably less to stay, I think is what's going to happen. And Spezza said that he's not playing anywhere else, but Toronto. I really hope he comes back and, and shame on, uh, shame on, um, Kyle Dubas. No, Keith for, for fucking sitting them the two games. First two. Yeah. You know, like he got kicked out in the first one or he didn't play the first one. What's the name gets kicked out? Uh, the big red dog there. Yeah. Clifford. Big red dog. And then, Simmons goes and makes a bonehead play the next game. And meanwhile, you got Jason Spezza sitting up in, in, in the rafters. And, you know, remember we talked about, like, what was said in that dressing room to make them come out and play like that? That was uh, Spezza. Yeah, Spezza was the one that stood up in the room and fucking went off. Yeah. And they come out, and, and that was in that first period when they were down 2 nothing, mm-hmm. And then they came back and, and just – dominated well, the, I said, the next two periods i said freaking last week too that he's one of the best face-off guys in the league why yeah. why the fuck you got him up in the press box he's way better than those other two i get it i get it they thought it was going to be a physical you know uh, but, one fight in the series it's it's hockey's not like that anymore in the playoffs yeah it, you don't have to have a fighter not in the playoffs but it really sucks for those guys because they're the one that protects your your guys all through the season 
Mm-hmm. And then come playoffs, you, you're going to be like a black ace or what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I don't know what Toronto does. I don't know. They they do have to figure something out. Um, ugh, burp. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Simmons, Simmons hasn't been that guy since he broke his hand. Yeah, that's true. And when he broke his hand, he I, I think they were like, I don't know, seven or eight games deep into the season and he had like six goals or something like that a couple yeah, years he's ago playing good yeah and he but he never he never came back from that like he he never remember i will i will punch your head off your shoulders if you touch my guys mm-hmm. i have not seen him do any of it True. he's had what maybe two fights this year i don't know i don't know i don't watch that much least but i watch them all i do off. but I yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm gonna say maybe he's had less less than Less than four. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's what you pay him to do. You pay him to fucking beat the wheels off somebody. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll I apologize for all the swearing. I'm just very, very fed up. <laughs> I don't blame you. Some of the some of the other rounds, though. So the Blues knocked off the Wild in six, which that one kind of shocked me. I was surprised, too. Yeah. Flames beat uh, the Stars in game seven overtime. Johnny Hockey on the winner. But exactly. what about Bennington coming out and just being a stud again? Being himself, yeah. We're gonna yeah, actually that's uh, awesome. We're gonna shoot the shit on that later. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just kind of going over real quick because we're gonna break down the whole second round of the playoffs later in the show. All right. Oilers win in seven over Los Angeles. Rangers win game seven OT. The bread man on the winner there. Shot it like through a crowd too. Nice little shot. Florida knocks off Washington in six. Carolina beat Boston in seven. That one was nuts. An av sweep, of course. We all kind of did that. So everybody that like listens to our show, follows us on our social media and stuff, we threw up our picks for the first round of the playoffs. So I did a little point system for the boys here. If you guys would like to kind of follow along with us, you can. So we had... So what I did is I gave you one for having the right team, and I gave you an extra two if you got the games right. Okay? Yep. So you and Drew both have nine points each. You guys both called two series winner in games, both of you guys. So Drew called Carolina-St. Louis winner in games. He called both of those series. Um. Rob, you called the Lightning and Carolina winner in games as well. And I called the Rangers winner in games. Out of eight series between us on the show here, we got four out of eight winners and the games. Nice. It's pretty fucking good, dude. How many points do you have? I have eight. Loser. Yeah, I have eight. So that's how we're doing it right now. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool that we got four out of eight winners and games yep that is that's good pretty sweet so see we're not we're not so bad (laughs) i was fucking throwing darts at the board (laughs) i think we all were (laughs) um so a couple stories here before we hop into uh before we get to our our uh little interview here we'll talk about the second round in the back half there did you see the arizona coyotes aren't allowed to put their logo at center ice at asu Shame. Shame on the NHL. What in the fuck is going on right now yeah. in Arizona? 
So, so if a basketball team wasn't making any money, would they be playing in a, a high school? <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Because that's pretty much what fucking the NHL is doing to these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, if, and if the, the NHL PA has any balls, they'd be saying, no, move them then. Move Go them to Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Move them to fucking North Dakota. Move, move them somewhere. Yeah, dude, Give Toronto would, another team. They would sell low. Give Toronto uh, another team. Toronto could do it. Toronto could, Toronto could definitely handle it. Uh, Quebec, I like that better. Yeah, but you had a team and you fucked it up. Yeah, but already still, too. Yeah, but I think nowadays, I think they would sell out every game. I don't know. Remember, I said the French are assholes. <laughs> but where else could you like? Where else could you put them? Put them on a border city, somewhere yeah. where Canadians and the U.S. will go to. But they, yeah. Well, they just kind of did that with like Seattle, didn't they? Isn't there? Isn't that kind of a border city? Isn't Seattle in the ocean? Seattle? No, yeah, like no, it's out west, but it's in, yeah, I know, but it's right on the fucking. No, I know. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a geography guy here, Dash One, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm pretty sure that's close to a border too. So, well, Jelly said you were a good student. You two, two plus two was Jelly. Yeah, right? yeah, that is, that is true. Jello. That is true. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where the hell you would put them. I think everybody's leaning on. Quebec, obviously, right? Everybody wants to see that. But hey, you've seen a fucking crazy story. Would you say Johnny Hockey possibly to the Red Wings? Yeah, I, I, that, that was a rumor coming out, and because he's a free agent at, at the end of this year, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, and you know how Eiserman loves to wheel and deal, and and you know, like, and it was funny too because uh, it was like one of the radio stations I was listening to also, and they were like. Johnny Hockey in Hockey Town, how fitting. Yeah, true. So that'd be cool. It, it was kind of neat hearing it, you know, like whether it's true or whether it's not, who knows. But a lot of times when shit gets out there, there is some truth behind it, right? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And, and like, that'd be awesome that they pick up somebody like that. Like, I think he'd fit right in. Yeah. Probably throw some more asses in the seats, too. Yeah, for sure. Fucking 50 goal scorer, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he doesn't put asses in the seats, I don't know what the fuck will. They'd have to come up with some kind of special ham and cheese sandwich there at the arena. Yeah. Johnny, the like old Johnny grilled, ham and cheese. ham and cheese or something. That would be awesome. Serve it with a fucking Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd crush those. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, Real quick, too. We're just kind of zipping along here because we had a lot of fucking things here. Braden Point. Out for game two versus Florida. I don't know what's happened to him. Like, is it a hip flexor? Is it? I'm not sure. Or is it just a lower body injury? Uh, you they, know, they'll, they'll usually never say what it is because then the other yeah. team can zero in on it. Right. So, yeah, but you know, it's a leg. So, yeah, that, that's easy. And everybody yeah. saw it when he went but down. Is it it a like or is it an ankle? <laughs> and, and then it was crazy that he came back out and I'm like, you fucking faker. He went and did like, a lap and he was off and he was like nope can't yeah. do it and i'm like okay hockey players really don't fake <laughs> no it's not fucking soccer but anyways not not north americans anyway <laughs> i love it so the golden knights fire the coach again peter DeBoer. bye i don't understand this owner peter DeBoer is a good coach like I know. the fans are pissed they are 
They are it, because they left. Remember, they left Gerard Gallant on the side of the fucking road. I know. And look when at they him fired with the Rangers. Called him off the bus. Hey, uh, yeah, I talked to you. Yeah, you fired. We yeah. called you a car. And look like at a, him. And look at him with the fucking Rangers now. Yeah. You know, like you made a huge mistake with that. Mm-hmm. But owners, all owners are eccentric. And the only reason you can call them eccentric is because they're rich. Yeah. If it was me, they would just call me crazy. <laughs> I know. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's but they were many... they were such a big deal, right? Like everybody was like, "Oh my god, I'm a Golden Knights fan now." And then they they do this to to Gallant, and then everybody's like, "What are, what are we doing?" You know, like and that, now they're doing this to DeBoer. Like you, they had so many injuries like this year. Like I I, I don't know. Well, not maybe to you mention... shouldn't have let fucking Flurry go. Well, that and they said Eichel was playing with a broken thumb. Right. And that was right after he got there, and he took that time yeah. off to get healed. And, yeah. and then he just got back or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he had uh, neck surgery. Right. So he comes back on, boom, breaks his thumb. Like, how, how do you how do you play hockey with a broken yeah. thumb? You yeah. know what I mean? You with can't your, grip, can't grip shit. Yeah, you can't even grip your stick when yeah. your thumbs when your when your hands all jacked. Yeah. Speaking of know. jacked, the boar. Like, I, I think he got the shit out of his stick there. Yeah. Speaking of jacked, Mitch Marner. He's fucking hard He's fucking in lucky, Toronto. Dude. Isn't that great? He's, I guess when the guy came up or whatever, guns or something came out or whatever, he just told him, just take it. Yeah. What are you, what else are you going to do? You're not going to yeah. fight for it. Yeah. Like he's, he's got like, a fucking yeah. gun in your face, yeah, bro. I could walk, walk into this, walk in over there and just buy one cash. Like here, take it. But I heard, I heard that uh, carjacking is fucking huge in Toronto right now. Yeah. Don't matter yeah. where you are. And he had they're a just, nice. They're just taking it. He had a Range Rover or Land Rover or something like that. I yeah. think they said he had. Nice, and you know them, those guys. It's probably black, tinted out. Oh yeah, nice rims on it. Like it's probably. Bro, I'd awesome. have if I, I'd have bulletproof windows. Just give oh, him yeah. a finger. Fuck. <laughs> he ain't taking shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah. You know, if you're that rich, why not? Have one of those big hands from Jackass. Remember that big hand? Come on. Yeah. High five. <laughs> big slap <slapped laughs> guy. High five. So awesome. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, Barry Trotz interviewed with the Jets. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Like, Fucking well, blue. he went for an interview, uh, getting getting checked out. And I, I don't know how this guy got fired either. I feel but like he's a defensive minded coach. Mm hmm. And he was just not a fit. I found it weird when he left the Caps after he won the Cup. They wanted, they wanted, uh, didn't he get fired? I, I think he just, I don't know if he left or, but still, either oh, way. Oh, no, he, didn't he have the heart thing? He might have. He might have, but you think they would have fucking brought him back after you win the Cup? I don't think they, but well, they had to put a new coach. You know what I mean? You, yeah. I don't know how long he was gone for, but. True. Yeah, that's fucking. I, I, I want to say he was out for like two years or something like I think, that. Because I think it was right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I think Trotz is. Uh, I think he's a Manitoba boy too, so that might be very fitting for him as well, right? For sure. So, look out for that. He's he's interviewing it in a couple different spots, I guess. So why is it Detroit looking at him? I would think that they would, but Detroit's like 
I don't know, like one guy online, he's fucking me and this one dude were back and forth. Cause I'm like, do we want to go? Cause I'm saying like, I'm saying for the wings coaching job, I would like to see it. Um, I was going to say Fedorov, but Fedorov signed a new deal in Russia to coach over there. I wanted it to be Igor Larionov as a coach. So, but what about the thing, Paul Maurice. But what I was saying is I didn't want just another NHL recycled coach. Like, you know what I mean? If it's somebody I wouldn't call Paul Maurice recycled. Paul I Maurice know, but I'm just saying though, but he's not listening to him. I know, but I'm saying though, but he's coached for this team. 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 Why not we bring in a guy that played with the franchise, had success already with the franchise, and it's Igor Larionov. The guy's a fucking legend. But how do you know he can coach? You're putting a lot of because he's eggs in a basket because he's because he's coaching in Russia, bro. He's he's already been doing it. He just hasn't coached in the NHL. Didn't he just sign a contract with uh, whoever he's with? Uh, no, that was Fedorov. Oh, and okay. and he also, I think he was the one of the or the coach for the Russian Olympic team. So he's been doing it. And you can't tell me Fedorov hasn't been talking to Eiserman about. Oh, you coming. know, you know right? they have. And and what a prick you are! You you take all that fucking North American money and run, eh? Go go <laughs> sit back in Russia, mm-hmm. asshole. Yeah, but so I would like to see it like let like Lariana, like bring in something different. I don't think he's gonna. There was another guy they were talking about. Our boy Mike uh, Scroy. Well, it's one of his buddies was in the running too. I think his name's Jason Payne, I want to say, P-A-Y-N-E. And he's in the run. He's a coach in like like ECHL or something right now that everybody says like he has success everywhere he goes. So they're talking about, so like this guy's a fucking winner everywhere he goes. So he's in the running too. I seen his name because Mike was like, hey man, congrats. Because he was in this list of name with some of these like sick coaches. And he's in the list. He's in the running. He's probably going to be one of the guys that they interview. So I'm down for that, too. They should look at uh, Anthony Iaquina, Coach of the Year for uh, PGHL, and uh, look at him. Small Cup champions, not a big deal. but Is that that good? Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of that cat, we're going to have him on soon, too. So he'll be back to talk about the run with the boys. Shanny with your Leafs confirms that Kyle Dubas and Keith will be back. What do you think on that? Are you okay with that? I am okay with it. Like, uh, I just think he, he, he fumbled, uh, sitting Spezza out, but that's the only mistake I really saw him making. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, I, I, Simmons used to be a really good hockey player and I'm not taking anything away from him right now. It just like playoffs are not, his bag mm-hmm. you know like you put you put uh spezza with a couple of nice young fast kids and he's 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 putting sauce across the fucking yeah. arena and they're sauce going in on breakaways yeah you know I'm, so I'm, i i don't know I, I i don't think it has anything to do with dubitz or anything to do with keith um if they could really get somebody in there to talk to those five guys about uh restructure you know, deal yeah even if they took a million back off of each guy right mm-hmm. and there's six of them yeah yeah Fuck well there you go more, more money cleared up and remember what i said a uh, hundred podcasts ago 
no team has ever won the Stanley Cup with a $10 million guy on it. Boom. So. There you go. <laughs> and they got 18 of them. Yep. Uh, was it uh, Declare, you said? So this guy goes from a healthy scratch and scores his first career playoff goal, which was the first goal of round two. Yep. I believe that was Florida's only goal against the Lightning, was it not? I think it was a four to one lightning yeah. win. Yeah. So congrats to him, but hopefully Florida bounces back. And one thing that you and I were kind of shooting the shit off the air about was the uh, Suter press conference. Yeah, I love it. Because they awesome. were asking him, he's like, what else do you want? We have a battle of Florida. We have a battle of Alberta. We have it. He just like <laughs> listed all of this stuff. And I was like, what brings okay. people together? Yeah. There's what brings three people things. Together more? Yeah. Hockey. The, the 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 hometown battles yeah. church yeah and music concerts yeah <laughs> i'm like perfect yeah welcome to alberta yeah i just love the way you looked at it and, and it's fantastic that guy seems like he's always just cool calm and collected at all times i think he would beat the shit out of anybody yeah. in the nhl he shows zero emotion when no. he's, he he's just, just like always straight off like <laughs> he is whatever. funny but he's a He's a witty guy. He's fucking. I think funny, he eats man. a lot of edibles. Yeah, he's just yeah. Uh, just eyes just hanging to his just fucking chilling. kneecaps. He's just, just chilling. Looks like me on a fucking Saturday night when I'm out with the boys. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, should we flip it over to uh, our interview here? Yep. We got our boy Joe Garen back on with us. Joe filled us in on you guys should see the stuff coming up for the 73s this season. So Joe went over it all with us. So guys. Enjoy. Back for round two, Mr. Joe Garen. Roll it. No time. Woo! 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 Well, it's been a long time since we had this cat on. It's been, uh, I don't think there's anything this guy does not do in the town of Essex. He is a counselor, former 73s goalie. He's on the board. He's a stats guy. Joe Garen, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me. What's going on? I haven't uh, haven't it's really. Too. <laughs> what isn't going on? I mean, we're so busy right now with everything, just even outside of uh, just life, back to normal now. So, mm -hmm. very busy. I'm in the event planning business, so that's going very busy. My business is going busy. Uh, the seventy threes and the fun fest, lots of stuff going on right now. Love it. Exciting times. Everything getting caught up. Yeah, exactly. Two yeah. years. It's almost like starting all over. I'll be honest with you. And a lot of, especially with the events and that, I mean, so many things, so many things have changed, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll get back in the pocket there shortly. Mm -hmm. Take a little time. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, even with the, uh, like your events and stuff, cause like mm -hmm. you, you had a uh, one that was just canceled, like at the high school for, uh, I think it was for the 73s. Yeah. I, I had probably four to four to six events. I think of off the top of my head that I have to reschedule that are carried forwards from like 2020. Mm -hmm. So, and then people, you know, some groups were trying and I was adamant that I didn't really want to get into reinventing the wheel and how I do things to make it fit the COVID rules and everything. And, and I also didn't want to do all this planning and for groups, not like we do a lot of raising money for nonprofit groups, anyone do all this work and then find out we had to cancel something. It's a lot of work for not, right? Or so people can't go. You do like yeah. many people and not yeah. as many people can't go. Dancing with masks on and yeah all that craziness so now it looks like there's a little more certainty to doing an event so 
yeah, it's 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 full bore ahead with uh, with pretty much everything now. You should do a dance with like a mascot. <laughs> like massive <laughs> that fucking would be funny be like is there a f- well if it raises money for non-profit groups we'll do it okay. everybody be like uh are the fucking like furries in town or something like that yeah <laughs> freaking out now i know when it comes to the 73s joe i noticed you do a lot i seen you up there in the stands going crazy with your pen. How do you do all the stats at the game? People walking up, talking to you, everything. How do you keep such good track of everything? Well, first of, first of all, I mean, I do my share for the SX-73s, maybe a little bit more than my share. Um, but uh, everybody that's involved from on the executive within the organization, they all, they all do their part as well. I, I just been fortunate over the years to collect a lot of the stuff that people find boring, such as memorabilia and statistics. And it's just something that's always just stuck with me. So um, it's I'm like a sponge when it comes to the information for 73s related. Um, but uh, no, it's just, uh, it's a balance. I mean, like anything else, it's, it's a balance. But I, you know, you got to have your shit together, of course. It starts with that. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have a job either. <laughs> <laughs> I, clarify, I do have a job. I just refuse to work a lot. <laughs> No, it's just crazy though, because I see like everybody walking up in the stands, like, "Hey, Joe," and then plays going on, and I'm like, I don't know how he keeps those stats so fucking accurate. Can't get beer. <laughs> yeah, excuse me one second. I go grab a couple cases of beer for. And that had to have been huge. Like you guys had to have made a bunch of money. On yeah, you know what? We had a really good playoff run. Unfortunately, we come up a little short this year, but uh, we have lots to look forward to next year and. Uh, it's business, right? Junior hockey, even at the C level, and we're not, we're not, we're forbidden to call it C anymore. The provincial junior hockey, the OJ wants to call ourselves just junior hockey, but that's what we are. The level we play at is still a business. We, we're a community team, but we still have to raise the money to put the product on the ice and especially be a competitive product. So it's a business. So one of the things that we've been doing prior to COVID, we actually were doing that. We used to do a lounge, a licensed lounge downstairs outside of the rink and it was a, it was fine it was it was uh it was still a convenience for the um the the fans but it was out of sight out of mind so now that we were able just prior to i would say probably 2018 2019 is when we started uh serving alcohol in in the stands and uh this year i think again special circumstances with with no hockey for a year and everyone coming yeah. back out of it. We had, and the 50th coming up next year and this wall of honor that we introduced, we it really brought a lot of different people and former players and alumni back out to the games. So it made the alcohol and uh, even a little more, you know. Awesome. Then it, then it was in the past. Like, <laughs> honestly, we would do normally like, you know, a good night for us to be seven, eight cases. And in our semifinals against Mortown and in our finals against uh, Lakeshore, we were doing upwards of 30 to 50 cases a game. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah, Rob, I did share your share. No, but you guys had, like, packed houses, though. Like, the barn was full. Yeah, we had good crowds. I mean, I'm, a couple games, I, I'm not sure they announced the right crowds. I mean, I know what that arena sits. And I know when we announced during a regular season, we have 500 or 600 people. I know what that is compared to what we had in a few of those games. So, uh, I would say that pretty much every game against Moortown and certainly every game against Lakeshore was was well over a thousand, mm-hmm. and and that's good. That rink holds comfortably fifteen to seventeen hundred people. There's lots of standing room, 
Um, I, I still think it's it's you know outside of perhaps maybe uh, uh, the WFCU center. I, I mean, for a community and municipal rink, I still like our rink. I'll put it up against any rink. Oh. Leamington's got the uh, the bowl, but I don't like the big ice surface. Uh, I like that they don't need to have a, a screening all the way around the rink. That's that's nice, but it's I find it dark. Yes. Um, and then we have the ball seating, which a lot of the um, rinks don't have. So we 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 have some 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 things you can probably point out to think that it's a little goofy, like that short ceiling and that. But I was just gonna it, say that. It, you know, it doesn't it's really come into it, right? you do. It doesn't really come to affect too too much. Um, but I like that we're our 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 seating is bowl and it's right on right in the action. Yeah. You feel like you're part of the game. You're right on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you, so you can hear everything Kyle Flood says. Yeah, but yeah. He, you can hear anything that he says from his house. Well, it, it just, it, you know, it, it's a better atmosphere, I think, for a fan. I know the players enjoy playing it, or people right on top of you. Mm -hmm. But it's a business, and that's uh, the alcohol was part of it. And uh, we had a we had a, a terrific year in terms of uh, on ice uh, performance, you know, financially and and on ice. So it was good too. We just had our awards banquet last night. I. I, I missed it, but uh, I guess the hardware was, was handed out and there's lots of good things to be said and looking forward. So, nice. yeah. Nice. So now let, let's, let's get to the elephant in the room. What, uh, what, what, what do you, do you know what happened with Danny? With Danny Inger? Yeah. Just from what I was told, like, you know, obviously what being an executive, it cycles back up to us. Right. Um, but he basically, uh, had some some uh, long thought about it uh, and determined that he he feels that the the team is good enough team this year that they should have won and he feels that his voice that the team might need a different voice. Hmm. So that's a huge step down. It, it is. I mean, he's quite busy in life and he's quite busy in camps and training and and uh, I think he's going to be back involved with the Sun County program. Um, he likes to teach and he likes to coach and he's still going to do that. But, um, you know, I was a little disappointed when I heard the news as, as I'm sure, uh, our manager was Mike, but it, it comes with it and, uh, it's, it's just part of the territory, but we wish him all the best. And that's, I'd have nothing else to report on really. I don't know do, anymore. Do you, think, do you think Danny may have felt a little bit of pressure with Mike behind the bench? I don't know, um, what played into that, um, Mike's the manager. Mike works for the executive. Everybody that that's on the bench or on the staff works for Mike. So they answer to Mike and Mike answers to us. And so those decisions on the game by game, who's got the lineup, who's playing goal, who's yeah. on the bench, who isn't that, I wouldn't be privy to all that stuff. But I, I reading into it and trying to answer your question as best as I could, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think they, they communicated well throughout the year, I believe. And I think that, uh, they had a good work relationship. Um, why Mike ended up on the bench for some games near the end, I don't know why, but, but we didn't well, do bad. I, we didn't do bad I, with him on the bench, and, too, and we didn't do bad when he wasn't on the bench. Yeah. So. But, but I heard that was well, because Jamie went away. They needed the extra guy to, to sure. help out. Yeah. And then Jeff Brett went away the following uh, series, and he, and he was – so Mike was so, gonna fill in, right? Yeah, and then but then when it came right down to it, and everybody was back, they said it, I heard it went to a vote, and Mike was voted to stay on the bench. Again, I'm not privy to that neither. I I would think that Mike could make any decision Mike wants to make. He's yeah, the man. That's, and, that's uh, what he does. That's what he does. So if uh, I I would think that that uh, it was a group 
decision as to how it would work. It's it's a little odd the way they we ran our bench versus the traditional three guys in the bench. Yep. Um, I know on the NHL level, you might get the four on the bench. You have specialty special teams guy. You have a defense guy. You have a forward guy. And you have a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So we did a little differently this year. And uh, was it five? We had four. Five. We had four. Yeah. So when if when Mike wasn't on, our, our, it was usually Danny was our coach, and then our and our and our other bench coaches, uh, assistant coaches were were Jamie, Chad, and Jeff Brett. Right. And you're right. They, there was some vacation time taken. Um, where Mike had to step in because they still wanted to keep the four on the bench. And then I think maybe when one guy came back or another guy came back, it was kind of like, let's not jinx the team. We're playing well. Mike's behind there. Let's just keep it status quo. Yeah. But whatever decision was made, I know that was made uh, as a group. Now, do you think that the new coach will be, will come from within the staff, what we have right now? I, I can't comment on that because I know Mike is still doing interviews and, I he hasn't really. I'm, if you're, <laughs> I think I know who it's going to be, and oh. I, I haven't talked to Mike or anybody. I think it's going to be within the staff, and I think it's going to be Mr. Jamie McDermott is my pick for it. I think he'd be perfect because he is, he's, he's hard on the boys, right? Oh, so, he's an asshole. Yeah, I know. I get and, it. But I think he would be. I think he would be a great fit. I think he would be an awesome. Sure, he knows what he's doing too. Exactly. Right? He, he he had a, a great mentor, and uh, you know, didn't he work with Les Garrett too? No, he, he's he's worked he's worked primarily as an assistant to Tony yeah. for nine years in Essex, and then I think five or six or seven in Leamington, and then he just recently came back to work with Danny. He's never expressed any interest um, to be a head coach. I know when Tony left, there was a um, there was some desire to see if Jamie would like to stay behind and coach, and he didn't want it at the time. So if he did, Jamie, it'd be his decision. But I. He's never expressed an interest to me that he wants to be a head coach. So, and I haven't talked to him since Dan's departure to, mm-hmm. to even feel him out as to whether or not he's staying. Matter of fact, I don't know even if, if the rest of the guys are staying. I have no idea what the, what the discussion has been on the exit meetings. I know they had their exit meetings. And, uh, you know, I know this. They're going to have to find a coach. One way that they're, one or two things are going to happen, guys. Either they're going to bring in uh, a whole new coach who brings in all his own staff or they're going to try to find a guy who can come in and is willing to work with the existing guys that we have. And one may be easier than the other to fill, but I have all the faith in the world that Mike Paley is going to be able to, to find oh, the right fit for the 73. He really seems to have a handle on that team. That's for sure. Um, yeah, he I, does. I, I heard uh, there was rumors of Tony Krosky coming back too. There was, there was some mumblings and rumblings about that. Again, I, if you heard it, it was it's all rumors. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't. No, I can't. I, 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 just, I honestly could. I wish I could give you that bone, but I can't because I really don't know. And I and I could probably I could probably do some guessing along with. Uh, no, I mean a lot of people. A lot of people on the outside of the organization might think that our executive have a lot of, to say in the on ice product uh, and and how it's being ran on ice, and we really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike's our guy. We hired Mike. Mike hires the staff. Um, Mike rolls out the, the plans and, and how they're going to do things and the, with the coaching. And uh, about all we do is, is, is support them, do the fundraising, try to make sure we, we, we have a, um, when they have a need for something that we can fulfill it. Mm-hmm. We try not to get involved with it because when you start getting involved, it's like an owner. Can you just imagine an owner? He names a, a guy to be a superintendent, yet he's doing the superintendent's job. Well, then right. what, are you, what are you hiring him for, right? Yeah. So we have to have faith that Mike... Uh, hires the right people and 
we'll let Mike know when we feel that there's a, there's a problem or there's oh, something to be addressed. I heard, I heard Todd Warner. I'm just making shit up now. <laughs> that would be cool, though. That would be really cool. Yeah, I really don't even know who's in, who's really in play because on a local level, the, your spits are still playing, your your the Flyers are still playing, Maroons are still playing. A lot of those teams are really close to our area, and they and they have some local people involved with them. So I don't know. Could be looking at assistant coaches off any. That's what I was gonna. Now, does a coach could have be. To be does a coach have to be hired by a certain date, or is this just whenever it happens, it happens? Well, don't they have any camps coming up? We have our camps uh, next week, so I'm I'm. I'm sure that we'll, it'll be Mike and the existing staff that's left from last year that will be attending those camps and assessing the players. Okay. Um, so, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mike makes an announcement. I'll put it this way. Mike must have a really good idea of a short list because I do the social media for the 73s and I do the website and he hasn't told me yet to put an ad up in looking in search of our coach. So He's he must- something feel. up his sleeve. Yeah. So yeah, I think he feels- perhaps comfortable with the short list of guys he's talking to and i'm just saying guys it could be a woman i don't know i'm just saying he might have his uh, his eye on somebody and Is there any he's also got some university right he worked yeah. he, worked, yeah. he worked with the university hockey team so maybe he's got somebody in mind from from that staff or from years past and who knows maybe he's even drumming up guys they may have been an organization a few years ago and maybe have left and maybe there's a um an appetite to come back joe knows something I do not, honestly. I would tell you. I would tell you whatever I could tell you. Let's get it. I know. I know what I'm telling you right now is exactly what I know. I just, I just love yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to be the head coach. I'm taking on a little more. I'm taking on some more things. That's fine. Hey, Joel, uh, it seems that you're not got so much going on. Yeah. Take over the coaching. Yeah. Just, the, just the way games. There's something I never really. I mean, I did it maybe a year at the minor hockey level. I think I sucked at it. Uh, I, I did it recreationally with uh, hockey teams and stuff. I was involved with whether it be ice hockey or hockey, but never had the, to stay involved with hockey at the coaching level. Maybe I'm just not smart enough for it. I don't know. Oh, you, you got plenty but, of smarts, Joe. Or you just don't have the patience. But like, yeah, patience is a lot of it. We, we've, had, we've had some guys on here and, and you know, like talk about, uh, you know, either playing ball, hockey, or baseball, whatever. But uh, I remember uh, Jay McFadden coming on he was a goalie for yeah. you and your brother and your dad yeah wasn't it bam <laughs> he tells yeah. the story where your dad's yelling at him to come over and he needs to talk to him yeah and he goes you don't fucking stop anything that's a goaltender to a goaltender he's supposed to be i i'm supposed to be telling him what i would want to hear if i was a goalie and that's yeah. exactly what i would like to hear <laughs> well there was a game we played and i, and I don't remember who it was it doesn't really matter but I do remember there was a a, a, a couple goaltender changes within the same game. Jay was in, he came out. The other guy stunk it up. We put Jay back in. We yanked him again. <laughs> so, but it only it did only happen once. Jay, our team was a good bunch of guys. We had some good parents as well. Just not a very good team, and that maybe had something to do with the coaching team. Um, but it was a fun year, and we uh, we had fun, but. Yeah, I mean, Jay was a pretty good goalie. I don't, I never have a problem with Jay. Good guy. <laughs> he said, he's said, just, he's like, Frank asked me if I ever played the position before. Well, that'd be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> why, why, why do you want to play goalie? Because you're not very good. That'd be my dad. Yeah, for sure. To be, when he's not throwing coffee on people in the middle of fights. <laughs> I just, I may have a little help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good hey, time. one thing I always wondered so for the, 
board there for the like 73s how do you get on the board do you have to be voted in do you kind of run for a spot like like how does all that work well again um i'll clear up another misconception it's definitely not a click um we do have some long-serving members on there and i'm and i'm 13 years maybe 14 now and i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a long-serving there's some guys that have been on there since the 90s right so um everyone has a role dudes but to answer your question we uh were allowed uh, our constitution is 15 uh board members and uh whenever there's an opening that comes up we kind of just discuss it amongst ourselves and say anyone know anybody any ideas throw some names out and uh it's kind of like yeah go see them so i know this year we i think we have two that are going to be stepping down and then next year just to get through the 50th we have three more that are going to step down so we're going to be adding uh five new people within the next year year and a half wow. but we'll certainly be be um um, adding two or three for sure and we're kind of handpicking we're losing uh some valuable key positions on the on the executive um these are guys that do the books and uh self-sponsorship and stuff like that so we have many um people on our board that have um that do certain things game day things we don't need more of them we need people now that can can step up and uh, alumni people that want to be involved with the alumni that's a big thing now with uh with this 50th coming up in the wall of honor um so yeah just it's kind of just uh an existing board member uh would seek somebody out a letter of reference would come into the board and then we put them on oh okay and we uh we've had male we have we've had females all ages so do you get paid for it no pay no 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 pay and very little perks that's another thing people think oh we get this and you get that and then you have your banquet it's free meals and, it, and it's not i mean whatever we do an event whether it's a legends night and it's a 50 dollar ticket or it's a banquet like yesterday we, we pay so i mean it's kind of you are paying yourself but at the end of the day you get to go on the cruise we do though. pay and you pay and that's another misconception when we do our cruise uh that it's a free cruise it's not the players have to sell the tickets I went on one time in all the years I've been involved. Um, that's the story in itself for later on. But uh, I remember, I, I don't think I saw any sunsets. <laughs> Come on. But I did, I, uh, I, I did make one of the meals, um, but I paid my way to be on there. Jeez. And everyone does. Either you, by selling tickets or, or making up the difference out of your pocket or paying it all out of your pocket. cost to go on that cruise? Uh, it varies. It's it's somewhere in the neighborhood around twelve hundred dollars Canadian. Was it what is it four nights? We leave on um, Friday morning, very early in the morning. Um, bus picks them up at the arena, brings us over to the uh, Detroit airport. Fly out. We're in usually Orlando, uh, depending for where we're where what port they're going out of. Last time I was out of Port Canaveral, so they brought us into uh, uh, the Orlando airport. A shuttle bus from there to the uh, to the port. And uh, you get on there, and you're on their boat Friday at one o'clock. It was about right. Smashed by five. The boat hasn't left. <laughs> yeah, and and then you basically you're there for the the Friday night, the Saturday night, and the Sunday night, and we and we come back uh, early uh, Monday. But I'll tell you one quick story, and it's back in Tony uh, Perosky's day. He he often tells it whenever I bump into him, where there's a group of people around. He tells a story. He says one of the players. Uh, you know, he's in the hot tub having a few drinks and with 
the guys and some girls and doing what you do, right? When you go out, go away and he's having a blast anyways, he's half, half cut and Tony comes walking by and says, coach, I got to tell you, this is the greatest time ever. I've never had so much fun all my life. And Tony goes, we well, haven't left the dock yet. <laughs> <laughs> Tony was just like, no, left the dock. And he just, that's how good of a time this yeah. guy was having. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Well, you're on a cruise and they are good times. Cruise, cruise is fun. I mean, it's all, you know, of course, Amazing it's food. all weather related. Yeah, food. Jonesy, one of the tips Jonesy gave me, he says, now listen, I know you're going to want to get to that bar right away. He says, I'm telling you, it's a long day. Make sure you hit the buffet first, yeah. get some grubby. So I did that. I made dinner and that was it. <laughs> and we, again, the boat hadn't even left yet. Because <laughs> it always sails at night. Well, you think it's moving, but it, it takes a while to get, yeah. get, get, you know, get going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. But yeah, all those things, all those fun things and that. I mean, the players do a great job selling tickets at it. And, uh, you know, and... Uh, we see them all over town when they do that. Yeah, and that's something we really missed in the, in those COVID times where just couldn't couldn't raise any money. We, you know, we weren't playing. It's We had, you know, a lot of the kids lost their last years of uh, hockey. And that's so, awful. yeah. Does so now, got, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, does the guys eat in, in the room after the game? Like, is there ever meals brought in for them or anything like that? Yeah, we take care of the boys pretty good. I mean, uh, we have good sponsors. Again, on our home days, we go back to the, the local places, whether it be uh, Armando's or Krabby's or the Legion or whatever, and we, we give them some grub. It's nothing major, but it's a meal. Okay. And um, when they go on their bus trips, they also uh, get sandwiches on the bus or, or subs or pizza or whatever it is um wraps that kind of stuff and then when we're uh, we're fortunate enough to be in our ontarios if we would advance past uh, our league then you would have been you know having the stops along the road for dinners in different towns and stuff like that and sometimes sometimes stayovers a little different this year with the way they're they're doing it with a tournament style it's a little strange but did you did you happen to make it out to any of the lakeshore games like out no, there i six five when Essex played, yes, I, I went to two of the three games. So, so what, what was their reason not having 50-50, no beer, no, like... So, unlike the Essex 73s, that team has an owner. So, when you buy a ticket to our game, and let's say it's a $10 adult ticket, we don't pay any tax on that ticket. Okay. If you buy a $10 ticket off of them, they have to um, remit the tax portion of that, so they don't get it all. Now, because they're owned and they're not a nonprofit organization, they're not entitled to apply for liquor permits. They're not entitled to apply for raffle or for 50-50. Oh, okay. So when they did have all that stuff, they were using another nonprofit group. Um, and I'm not sure what happened, but... Oh, like the Kinsmen would come in and sell 50-50? Yeah, I, I think minor hockey was doing 50-50 and maybe giving them a split. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an, uh, maybe St. College or somebody was helping them with the liquor part of it. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, with the liquor, it's, it is fun and it is good. And you hope nothing goes wrong, but there's so much responsibility right. and costs associated with now. Um, a lot of people are just washing. I know a lot of municipality events, festivals, they're washing their hands with it because it's just, it's a big risk. Yeah. yeah. Anybody gets hurt or yeah. member age leaves drunk, you know. Well, and, and to make sure you've got your I's dotted and your T's crossed, you got to spend all kinds of money in security, in everything. So you, it's tough to make a dollar. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're selling beers for ten dollars. Telling people it's ten dollars to get in the gate, ten dollars to buy a beer. 
you know now it's a one-year thing like i'm talking about something like the fun fest is a one-year thing so people go hey it's our beer tent we're gonna go have a good time it's costly but it's only costly one day of the year or yeah. one week of the year so but it's tough it's, it's a struggle i love the golf tournament I you like the golf, golf tournament oh, i love the golf tournament yeah we, we, we've had very good success um and i can't I can't give credit to anybody else except for COVID came and it changed the way that we were able to do our, our golf tournament. So instead of shotgun starts and having a maximum of 144 golfers, we had to go to tee times. Um, but we ended up doing it a time of year where we have our team almost picked. We get more, more um, participation from the team and the players where we used to have it in May, the season's over, players are gone. And now we're just relying on, alumni and fans and anybody who, who likes to golf yeah. and maybe just wants to participate oh, yeah. well now we're getting 180 plus golfers out and i'm finding that some of them don't want to golf at eight in the morning they're happy to go off at 10 or 11 or 12 so that's us yeah yeah i think we know we went around 10 ish i want to say yeah i think i usually get you guys yeah. in around at 10 10 30 but we do have some people that request like you know i want to go out. what's the first time 7 20 i want it Cause I got to work in the afternoon, maybe. Right. Oh, okay. And then we have others that say I work in the morning and I'm, I'm happy going off at noon. Yeah. Kind of miss the, uh, like the meal and all that at the end. That kind of sucked. Yeah. You don't have the, a good time when you get to hang around with the guys. And yeah. There's no camaraderie. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. It's like you're in the parking lot. You're gone. Everybody else. Well, and the purpose of that over the last couple of years has been because of COVID. They don't yeah, want that, yeah. right? No, I understand. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's years we used to do the shotgun and stay there for a meal or do the shotgun, come back to the Legion and do a barbecue, mm -hmm. which was That's also sweet. fun. Great. Yeah, and then, you know, the wives would join or... And the beer's cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get to plug the local community with the, the Legion and all that. That's yeah. It's awesome. So now we end up golfing and then... The last couple of years, it's kind of just pick up a, a, a party somewhere at someone's house, right? And you get pockets of guys here and there. Uh, this year, we're talking about maybe doing something and, and getting everyone back together, whether it be back at the Legion or yep. a hospitality tent in someone's, someone's backyard or whatever, right? Out of here. <laughs> <We're fucking down. laughs> Joe gives him the old tap. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob. No, I, I love that tournament, though. It's, it's Thanks. Awesome. Well, you support it, too, right? You sponsor yeah. it, and you bring out two foursomes, so it's appreciated. So, And you always get your spot the next year. Yeah, we I, I get we pick up numbers from the boys, and you know what I mean? Mm. We got a few uh, guests that came on the show from, from the tournament, too. Well, I want to tell you, I think I was one of your earlier guests on your show, yeah. and uh, I don't Five, listen to... I think it was. Yeah, I don't listen to all of them, but the... Um, Obviously, you guys have gotten comfortable in, in what you're doing. The, the production is, is borderline pro now. Um, and you're getting great guests on there. And again, you're keeping it local and you're keeping it in, keeping people's interest. So I applaud you for that. Good job. Thanks. Um, we, well, we were, when we were talking to Mike before Mike actually, like he took the position and, you know, like I remember sitting at Misty's house with Ant and whatever, we're just shooting the shit and, Ant and I are talking, Mike, about, you know, how important it is to have local guys on the team that put asses in the seats, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I thought Mike did a fantastic job with the, the new regime that he brought in, you know, especially 
starting at the top with the coaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Almost every one of them is local boys or have played for the 73. Yeah. You know? I like that they kept the, I do like they kept the local flavor. Sometimes though, that is, your hands are tied, right? We, we are indebted to our sponsors and our fans and ourselves and our executive to put us, yeah, you know, our history, right? We, when we lose to Lakeshore and, or we fall short in our playoffs, we don't get the, uh, to the all Ontario's it's, it's a big disappointment, but we, those are big, big uh, goals we set for ourselves. But so, yeah, I mean, we're very pleased with, uh, with Mike. Um, I don't think that, uh, well, actually, when the personnel committee selected Mike and made the recommendation to the board that we should hire him, um, I think they had it figured that he was a great guy for the job and he'd do a good job. So I'm, I, I don't even think that they're even surprised about it. No. And neither am I because I've known like Mike. Anyway. I've known Mike. Sure. You know what Mike's got going for him is he's got a, um, uh, his demeanor and his he does, doesn't fly off the handle, right? He's got the right, the right temperament for the job. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good communicator, yep. and I think the uh, I think he brings in that when he's talking to the players and he's talking to the staff, he brings that um, that demand for respect. But it's not by by an effort; it's just natural. Yeah. So and that's what makes a, a a manager and a coach good when they can just come across as you know. We know when there's times to goof around and have fun, and we know there's times where okay, we got to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, nothing but good things to say about, about Mike. Yeah. I think, I think uh, the players really respect that guy. You know, yeah. Like, you know, I've never heard one bad thing about him. You yeah. know, and we've had a lot of guys on that can talk after the podcast and say whatever they want, but not one has ever said anything bad about Mike. Well, he was, he was able to get Jane McDermott, who kind of, uh, you know, couch. yeah. I mean, Jamie had some health issues and he's been out of the game. Out of the game, but not away from the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still in touch with the game, but uh, you know he's raising a family too, and he's got a, a, a job that's got a lot of importance with it. And um, just to get him back involved, and I, I heard it didn't take much convincing because that's the type of guy Mike is, right? Yeah. I think Jamie just got the question from Mike and said, and he believed in what Mike was telling him and yep. wanted to wanted to help. So I think Mike also told him that he put up another fan in his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I have the fire extinguisher close by. Well, you know, I don't know. It might not be Mike's fault because we just installed a couple of fans, my wife and I, and um, one day all of a sudden the fan's not working. The light won't go on. And I'm like, we call the uh, supplier, the maker of it, and they said, could be electrical. And we're like, you know, but we're just following the steps and doing our yeah. thing, right? But Anything's possible. Electricians. Turn on the fan, the toilet flushing. You're like, <laughs> yeah. But we got to blame that one on Mike. He has no business. The fan, eh? He's calling a fan. fan. Just yank it there. Why is the microwave on? <laughs> you pull it, the microwave turns on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, so is there going to be anything, anything like new at the rink next year when it comes to like the fan like for fans at the game, like is there like games or I don't know, just you know how pro teams do a whole bunch of shit at the games or whatever. Is there any like well, nice stuff? I know you guys do the like, yeah. I mean and everything, and I think we run a pretty a pretty pro um, game day. I mean, we have some limitations. We got net there, so we it's not like back in the day we used to chuck a puck and stuff like that. But 
I mean, we have good sponsors. We give quite a bit of things away. One of, one of the things I think we want to go back to next year, and we're going to be having a discussion shortly, is going back to a, a true um, uh, box office ticket with a seat and a row. And a, we, we found that the way we've been doing it because of COVID, you couldn't sit so many people together. So we've been saying, well, you've got a season ticket, but it's general admission. I know, but if you want a season ticket with a number in a row on it, you can ask somebody to move. Where before it was like, you know, the, the, the owners of those seats were pretty, you're in my seat move, yeah. right? right? So we want to get back to that because we found that a lot of our giveaway stuff we weren't getting claimed because we were calling like these goofy numbers, like oh. check a game day ticket. And if it's orange and it says uh, box office and it's stupid <laughs> and the number last seven digits are one, nine, three, eight, four, seven, <laughs> two, people are like, what with it? Where? The other way, you're a season ticket all year and you just know your section, your row, and your seat, right? And we, so I think our, our, our gifting giveaway this year is probably down, I'd say probably 20%. And it's important to our, our sponsors that we give that stuff away because that's part of the sponsorship, right? Branding, branding themselves and that. So yeah, we're always looking for ideas. If you got any, um, we, like, we really want to try to reinvent. Uh, it's a tough one. We're trying to reinvent that Scoro challenge because um, not that I don't like Chad shooting Shad, but it's every game Shad, right? His shooting percentage, his shooting percentage from the blue line is is better than it is from the Ashmers, believe it or not. But we're up, we're up in the stands and uh, Shad comes up and uh, Lou says to him, "Chad, you missed the net." He's like, "I know, but I tried." Yeah, great guy. But a couple of years ago, we were having the play because what happens is some of the fans don't want to go on the ice, right? They're afraid they might fall or whatever, right? And it's embarrassing. And, yeah. it's, and they do it right after the flood. Yeah. So one of the things we did a couple of years back is we had the fan pick a, a player. I'll take number nine to shoot for me. Oh, so okay. number nine. But now we had to take number nine. Maybe the coach wanted to have a good chat with him in the yeah. dressing room. But now nine's preoccupied with staying out there to do a shot. And then if he misses, it's kind of embarrassing because he's a junior hockey player. Right. Right, and he net. misses the net. So we got a great sponsor for it. We we didn't give out near amount of the amount of money we'd like to give out. So, um, and we even have I don't know if you could tell, but the there's more holes in the sign than there is sign. So just hit the net, and you're likely going to win some money. It's a slot, not a hole. So maybe what we might do, I would shoot it on net, and I would hit the one fucking spot that stops the puck. Yeah, be my fucking luck. So we, we might have to just figure something different out. Like maybe uh, maybe we got to move them all in from the same spot and uh, and maybe just make it so that uh, there's cut all out the corners. Um, Joe, cut out the corners. You hit high, those, more do cash. Have them do wristers, high wristers. Fuck yeah! I can't I get them to put on the ice right now. And the hole's this big. In the each in the bottom of each corner, the hole's this wide. Why have a board? Yeah. Okay, cut out <laughs> all the corners. The corners yeah. and the five hole and have it whatever. Because what, what's what do you win for that? So depending on where you shoot from, it, the further back you are, you win more money. If you get it in the middle, you win more money. But if you get it, it's like a carnival game, yeah. right? And if you get it in the corner ones, which are bigger, you win less. Wow. So the smart play, honestly, is just to shoot it from maybe the the red line and, and just hope that you get either a hundred bucks or I think it's fifties if you get the ends. The furthest, the most you can make is two hundred fifty dollars if you shoot from the blue line and you get it in the middle hole. Now we used to do a one prize for a thousand dollars, but it was so impossible. Like I think we had over the years, I can recall maybe three or four winners. So we thought, well, 
we want to give money away. Our sponsor wants to give money away. We want people to cheer yeah. the person on. So we tried to come up with some different ideas where we don't want to give all the money away in one shot. We want it to last the whole year. So we're thinking like we can, we can, you know, we got a couple thousand dollars to give away. And yeah, See, from the far end. Yeah. Well, one of the things just on the open net, like no, no board and holes and everything from, yeah. from the far end. A really, a really good uh, game day. from the blue line, they fucking kept all their money. Shoot you think somebody's going to shoot even further and going to make Doggy it? right, Doggy. Make it interesting. Get the barn rocking, Rob. Our, our, big, our biggest game day event is still the 50-50 draw. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable the amount. Like, uh, people come in from out of town for, for different teams, and they think, like, okay, well, maybe it's going to be a couple hundred bucks or something. They just can't believe it. Even yeah. on a regular, regular season, I don't think we were less than – Five hundred dollars on a Tuesday night regular season against a Wallaceburg, yeah. you know. So and then come playoff time, we're always in that fourteen to eighteen hundred range. So that's a good one for us. But yeah, game day, all of our ideas. I, I like Billy Ritters. He had a couple of years ago with the soccer, with the the plastic dome things, and you run. And I seen that in Tampa Bay. I, I went to a team in Tampa Bay, and these two clowns. I'm like, what's going to happen here? And the object was to keep a ball. You have like a minute on the clock or two minutes on the clock. And you run from one one corner to the other corner, the ball's in the middle. And the object is to just make sure that when the clock goes off, the ball's on your side and not on I'm my side. Right. And I win the prize. Yeah. And they're banging them over. And yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. That's Throw so me out there with Rob. <laughs> yeah. Evan, Evan Bellarjan and uh, Bodie. Oh, my God. We're in those. Uh, Ritter brought them out to Evan's party. Yeah. And they started that one in the Oh, like it was, it was that is two like, large lads. Those are two big men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. It's so funny. That's that is a really good idea, though. Yeah, it is. And every time I you drink, really can't get hurt, like you're not going to fall on your knees, right? Like your knees are inside the bubble. Yeah, I know. It's 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 pretty safe, Gordon Billy. <laughs> it's pretty safe, but uh. It's just something I wanted to try and we'd never been able to get to it. I don't even know if he does it anymore. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. So what about what about the like the like races where they wear something or whatever and they got to do like a lap around the ice or something around the nets and then yeah, I mean uh, asking for split skulls. Um, a lot of it. A lot of the, the issues the we have with anything on ice is again the it's it's the lack or the hesitation to participate because yeah. they're elderly or they don't want to go on the ice and get hurt and. And it's a small town. It's not like you're at Windsor Arena and you're riding that tricycle around the. Uh, yeah, and we don't know a jumbotron, right? Yeah, but the, yeah. You know, we don't know a jumbotron that helps sell that type of an uh, event. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, lots of good things. We're hoping to next year's our fiftieth year, fiftieth season. So uh, we're in the in the stages of just kind of setting that off and how we're gonna be different events. I mean, we got a really big one coming up in August with the. The Wall of Honor inductee ceremony. It's a whole weekend. It's a huge budget, huge budget, and uh, it's it's going to be. We hope one of the will be the biggest event in '73's history, but we're hoping it might be one of the biggest events in the town's history. So, so how, so, how did you come about with with that idea? Well, the Wall of Honor is something that um, I'm sure others before me, even on the board and throughout the years, have thought about doing, um, just never came to fruition. And then back in I think 2014, I brought it up again and started doing some homework on it, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing uh, other teams and organizations that do it. And then it kind of sat stale again. Life gets busy and things get put to the back burner. And then last year, um, it came up again because I made it, uh, everyone's 
brought everyone's attention that we were coming up on our 50th year and it might be a good time to to finally like give credit to and honor some of these members of our organization that have been you know waiting since the 70s or 80s when they last yeah. were involved to be recognized not that anyone's was asking for it or hoping for it one of the things we don't want to do is um we're, we're of the opinion that retiring shirts and doing that sort of a thing is we don't want to do that anymore we, we've got our the ones that we've we've got retired and that's great but moving forward we just kind of want to the wall of honor will kind of take care of a lot of the right. stuff so well, eventually run out of numbers right? Yeah, so it's going it's to be a big event. When we announced the Wall of Honor uh, dealing and what was going down, there was a huge buzz around it. A lot of people were excited. So many, uh, so much interest from the past players and that, especially the, you know, ones that were, were named, uh, you know, either nominees or, mm-hmm. or named as top 100. And we have a, a list that I haven't shown. We haven't released anymore. I brought it here tonight. And I might give Rob a little peek at it later, but... We also uh, just uh, put together our all-decade teams. So we have our team of the 70s, the 80s, and so on. Um, That's cool. And the really cool thing about this uh, wall of honor is that it's not a one-time deal. So um, we we don't want the wall to mean something. And we knew that the first year was probably going to be a big class of inductees because we're dealing with it with 50 years almost here. Um, but we couldn't get them all in. It's not to say they're not going to get in, mm-hmm. but we couldn't get them all in. It's just, yeah, it's going to be ongoing. I mean, I'm not, we haven't set the, we're going to let this year play out. Um, and then during the 50th, we're going to figure out the committee, um, the process moving forward and how it's going to work. But it was, it was tough. I mean, I bought a sheet here that kind of, we came up with our, our selection committee of, the, our 10 commandments basically for the wall of honor and what it meant and the things, the rules that we want, whoever's going to be sitting on a committee to follow moving forward. And that's kind of how we, we, that's what we use as a tool to, for our selection process to get to where we got to. So, yeah. Did you ever think about doing something like in the free press, you know, how like when the playoffs come up and you get, five groups in each category on like a guy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and voted in by the fans uh, yeah you... well I, this time around we didn't we did talk about it there was some conversation about the fan element and the uh the public element um we felt that there was enough um this the committee we put together the six people that are on the committee including myself we felt we had enough know-how and ability and information for the first time around to get get the right ones mm-hmm. now moving forward is what we got to discuss how do we want to do it going forward can can we have a fan choice um one of the things we wanted to make sure that, that this committee did was we wanted to make sure that it was a democratic process and that there was no biases involved as much bias as, as possible left off uh, and when it comes to fan voting that's exactly what happens right you just end up voting for the person you like so could we have a a category moving forward that's fans choice mm-hmm. sure we could mm-hmm. that'd be cool sure we could we could put some parameters to it yeah. right yeah so, anything's possible so how many names a year would go on that wall after this year well see this two like how many a year would well go we walked into this year with 850 some odd players and and something like 170 some staff 
Um, we didn't even get it. There was some talk about what about fans and what about like, you know, sponsors and stuff like that. We just thought the first year, let's focus on getting it going and focus on the players, the staff. And uh, that's what we did. But um, <clears throat> so we didn't even know this year how many we're going to get on. What we, what we thought would be a cool idea was, hey, 50 years, 50 players. Um, but we couldn't get there. Um, we felt that if we would have got to 50 this year in the first year, there's a good possibility based on the criteria that we used, we, we might've had to go to even a, an 80 or 90 guys because when we started getting to 50, there's not much separating the 50 and the 70, right? So, and just like the top hundred lists, there's some people that probably are disappointed they're not on that list, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, there could have been another 50 we could have named in that hundred that we, we didn't forget, just didn't land on there, but you're splitting hairs between why one got in and why one, why one, why one didn't. Yeah. So. Well, I, I know, I know a person that thought like 97 of them were terrible ideas and there would only have been four on the list. <laughs> well, again, one of the things that we did off the hop was, you know, once we figure out what's the, what's the, what's the meaning of the wall, um, then we had to come up with all the complete historical and statistics on everybody and the, and the information on, on everybody that played. And I'm talking to everybody. I mean, there wasn't one player or coach or staff member that wasn't discussed from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted a democratic process. We didn't want something where we were leaving biases out there. Um, we want to protect the integrity of the, of the wall and we want to establish a bar. And where do you establish a bar? You got a guy like Keith Crowder and Bruce Crowder. If you use them as the bar, no one else gets in. No. So we had to get a bar a little bit lower than that, um, but maybe a little bit higher than me, for example, right? Um, then we also wanted, we said, okay, well, how can we make things easier on the, on the selection committee? Because not all of us seen everybody play. We have some stats to go by and we're gonna have some discussions and some stories and, um, but, we have different eras also to consider. Like you're talking about a guy that played in the seventies in a scoring era versus a guy that plays now. They, one guy's getting 120 points. Another guy now is a great player. He's getting 50 points. Right. So we had to do all that. So we came up with systems now. Yeah. So we came up with, uh, we, we said, well, let's develop an algorithm. So something that we could put the stuff in that will draw um, uh, weighted factors and point system. So when we get to the end of every player and every manager, we have a number. Smart. And then once we got that number, it was a great reference for guys like myself that said, well, I don't remember seeing a guy like uh, Randy Pritchard play, but if this number you're given that Randy's number is the same as say an Adam Guyreen, who I definitely seen play, then I can use some subtle judgments there and say same type of player, right. just in a different era. Right. right? That's oh, kind of how we, yeah, and that's kind of how we did it. Um, and then um, we had lots of meaningful discussions amongst the, the, the committee, even discussions outside of the committee. So when we weren't meeting, we were talking to the Tony Peroskis and, the, and we were talking to the Gil Langloises. We were talking to the Tanner Gallants. We were talking to the Kevin Millers. We were just trying to talk to everybody we talked to to get feelings like, and without them even knowing what we're doing, right? Oh, Name, right? Yeah, tell me like three guys you played with, three defensemen when you played, and who would you say your best three that you played with and why? You know, and I would do it casually with them. Yeah. So not to make them 
you know, feel they have to say somebody. Because I heard uh, Kazi was just ecstatic when he very, made the very uh, top much. 100, right? Like, it was yeah. an honor for him. Yeah. And, and so it should be. Like, you're among some great players that played in, in the county. Yeah, I mean, no one did that. You did that, like you know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah. there's there's so many guys that came through, and 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 we'll talk about players that came through and played here, um, and some of them just it was a stop along the way somewhere else, and you have to remind them they played here. Yeah. And for others, they were only here for a flash in a pan, but it meant the world to them. Right. Right. We have others that preferred to stay here and play, like myself, Kevin Miller, just guys I could think of, Ted Labrash. These guys. We all could have played uh, at a higher level mm-hmm. in, in the city. And we chose to stay in our hometown and play because yeah. growing up, we wanted to be a 73. Well, the, the thing that, the thing that comes to mind every time I think about the 73s and somebody not from this town is uh, Matt Ryder. Yep. And like he sat right here and basically started crying, talking about bleeding orange and, how much it meant to him to be a 73 and how like it was one of the biggest parts of his life like and i i'm just looking at it like holy shit you're from riverside and this this was everything to him we haven't we haven't um so when we were um got in contact with all the people that were nominated um just nominated not inducted just nominated you made the nomination list a short list of x amount of players and then we're going to be going to induction ballots in the next couple weeks um, we'll keep in the loop. And this was the, was um, what we went through 800 and some players. And after these discussions, you're named. We got emails back from guys. And there's one guy that's from Riverside who played one year in Essex, who went on to play um, junior B. And then from there went on to, to play four years of collegiate hockey with uh, Bowling Green. Was a two-time Hobie Baker finalist. Went on to coach and went on to play, I think, 11 or nine years pro in, uh, in Europe, who basically said that the best year in hockey they ever had was that one year in 1978 playing for the S673s. And I don't think he's blowing smoke up our ass when he says that. I really genuinely think it's unbelievable that the, the replies I'm getting from nominees and inductees and their stories that they're leaving with them. And this what's going to be good about this induction ceremony is uh, that's going to be, you know, open for everybody who who attends. And we're going to be streaming it live as well. So if you can't attend, you can watch it. Now, we like, digital. Is there a dinner? Or it's like- a dinner. It's a whole bit. Yeah. So, but back to the process. So once we had all our meaningful discussions and stuff like that, and now it came down to okay, well, we got we have to have a nomination process. How's, how are we going to do the nomination process? So how it kind of worked was again, we didn't sit there and say, well, I think he should be on the wall. Let's just put him on the wall. It was. Uh, Rob Sawyer, um, I'm going to nominate Rob Sawyer. Well, Rob Sawyer had to have four other guys of six put their hand up for him to be nominated. He didn't, if he didn't get the support, then he came off the nominations this year. Right. Doesn't mean he's off forever. So Joe Guerin has to pick another guy now. So I pick, you know, Kevin Miller. Well, if Kevin Miller gets the support of the rest of the guys, yep. then he is now an official nominee. Mm-hmm. Now it means is that he can be considered for induction. Right. So once we got that nomination list down to, I believe it was 50 people or something like that, then each member of the selection committee, six of us, um, had more conversations. 
And uh, we kind of all discussed, well, I nominated uh, Kevin Miller, for example. So this is why I nominated, this is why I believe that you guys should vote for him. So those were the discussions we had. Then they went home for two weeks and they had a, a ballot with all the names on it. And they were to select 20 people from that list or whatever it was to go down on a piece of paper in an order of one to whatever. And depending on where they put that person's name, they got points. Oh, okay. Now to be inducted, we uh, we met as a group. We opened up the um, the envelopes, the sealed envelopes. We pulled out each ballot and we started calculating. And for you to get inducted, you needed to be on five of six ballots and you needed to have a certain amount of points. And if you didn't, then you didn't get on. If you did, you got on. So from that process, we ended up with what we ended up with. We didn't know if we we're going to end up with 40 or 20 or... So now, excuse me, moving forward, we got to figure out how we're going to do it next year. And um, again, we're going to have to raise the bar because if we don't raise the bar a little bit, then everybody that was nominated this year would just fall in line and get on again because we do the same vote press. So maybe next year it'll just be a little bit tougher, but the cream will still rise to the top, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Right. I want to know where yeah. it'd be a cool place to have the whole freaking, because you guys do a like meal and all that stuff you said, right? Yeah. To do it on the like surface not saying that there's ice but like at the rink on the like surface everything set up fucking wouldn't that be sweet though can i use that idea huh can i use that idea use it but i think that's that's exactly where it's going (laughs) there you go buddy yeah but i didn't know that that's why i was thinking like wow that'd be cool to have it like right at the rink on the yeah so i'll tell you a little bit about about the weekend we got lots of events planned something for everybody on the Friday night, um, the 26th of August, we have um, uh, alumni game on Rink B, which is the 1973 to 1999 guys. Oh boy. And then following that game, about an hour after that game, there's a, our second alumni game, which is the 2000 to 2019 guys. And then in between, we have a, a game called Youth Hockey Tribute to the Inductees game where there's going to be, we have 36 inductees, there are going to be 36 youth players playing in a game, and each player is going to be representing with a shirt with the, an inductee's oh, name and number cool. on the back. So, cool. for example, if, uh, you know, Mark McGuire is one of our inductees, if he has a granddaughter or a grandson that's, that's youth and involved in hockey, they will be playing in the game, and they'll have his number and name that's on cool. the shirt. And Yeah, so that's cool. So we got those two alumni games in that uh, tribute game on the Friday. And then on rank A, we'll be following that up on rank A with a homecoming. So we'll have a dinner, or not a dinner, but a dance and a social. Love it. And then Saturday, um, from 11 o'clock till 3 o'clock, we're having a uh, parking lot barbecue party uh, with a hospitality tent with all kinds of things for kids to do. Uh, free food, free uh, beverages. Um, tour the facility, tour the room, meet the inductees, um, just something to do and something that, that involves a community, which is not going to cost anything. Mm-hmm. And then that's followed up on rink B with our third uh, alumni game, which is the last three years play a team that's played. Um, they weren't eligible to be on the wall of honor because they haven't been removed from, from hockey for greater than three years. So they're playing an alumni game. So it'll be a little faster pace, I think, than the games on Friday. And then we follow that game up with um, our, our 
I'll call it a gala, but it's our induction ceremony, which is our cocktail hour uh, leading into um, uh, two parts. So we're going to have a part one induction ceremony um, and a dinner, and then a part two induction ceremony and then a band. And then uh, Sunday, we're having Sunday morning at Bellevue, we're having an alumni golf outing, which we, yeah, Pauline's been giving us a whole bunch of tea times starting, I think, 930 or some of that. So yeah, and we'll open it up to everybody and anybody if we don't get enough support from alumni. But um, we're looking right now at in just the alumni games alone, we're looking at 120 players. Um, we're looking at the, uh, the uh, probably probably 250, 300 people on the Friday night for the, the homecoming. And we're hoping for the neighborhood of 500 or 600 for the, uh, the induction ceremony. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, and then we're hoping that for the parking lot party, we're hoping to have a, hopefully the weather is good and we get a good turnout of people for that. You know, that. we have all kinds of uh, memorabilia that's been donated or given to us that I've been collecting not only over the years, but just since we started doing this, you know, we've got um, all the championship rings that we're going to be showcasing. Um, we're going, we have, jackets sweaters sticks you know, skates pucks autograph stuff um programs uh, newspaper articles pictures like lots of pictures lots of pictures that we've been missing from guys i knew they had them it's just like i knew these guys from the 70s and 80s you know they keep everything right so re some really cool things that we're going to have on display and then once this weekend's over, we're re we're reconfiguring our whole trophy case area. That's going to be basically that we're going to call it a, a, our mini shrine or our mini hall of fame. But we have a kiosk coming in. That's probably the highlight of our that area. It's a touchscreen kiosk. You walk up to it, it's voice activated, just like you'd see at a hall of fame. Mm -hmm. And you want to know anything about the 73s, who the inductees are, who led the team in scoring there, who's got the record for this, just at the touch of the kiosk, it'll all wow, be on there. That's yeah, very inter very inter uh, interactive, um, and we're going to be showcasing a lot of. We're buying more trophy cases. Well, that's what I was going to say because yeah. uh, I know my dad's uh, plaque is sitting behind like two trophies. You can't even see it. Yeah, like, yeah. I always go and look in it, you know, to pay my respects to it. But there's many a plaques piled up in there. You know what I mean? Like it, it definitely needs to be overhauled. Well, and that's why our kiosk. And it will enable us now to electronically put a lot of that stuff on there, right? Without having to find space for it, right? right? Mm -hmm. But we we're, we got enough stuff where I believe that we can put we can have a really good display area up there on a rotating basis, so it won't get stale. We can have different things at different times, right? And it may circulate back in like three years later. Maybe we make that, that same stick yeah. mode again. Yeah. But yeah, the good thing about the history that we're laying here is that it's always it's a moving part. It's always from year to year. Being being added to right as new players come in and new people come in, you make more new history. Right, fuck, you guys have thought of everything. Yeah, it's been a great, <laughs> it's been a great endeavor, man. It's and and I'm getting huge support from the executive. We're getting great support from um, sponsors right now. Unbelievable. They all just want to have a should. piece of it. Yeah, it's really good. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. And then moving forward, like I say, I don't know how we're gonna do it. I don't know if it's gonna be every year. It's gonna be every other year. Uh, there will come a time where, you know, we might get to where we get to and maybe no one's deserving in any given year, every given year, right? We want the wall to mean something. We just don't want to just put people on the right, wall and put them on the wall. Just because they were the best player of that team, even though they didn't go anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how um, 
you know, some people maybe thought they were a bigger contributor when they played and that. So this, when we kind of did this well of honor, we knew we were going to be subjecting ourselves to a lot of scrutiny. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And decision. I how, can't believe fucking some people that. How do you make that decision? How come? Yeah. yeah. So is, is the wall itself going to be like out in the rink? Yeah. So, you know, we come out our, our rink doors where our trophy case is. Yeah. That whole area is getting redone, all getting repainted, refinished, redecored. And all above the trophy case in that wall is going to be where all the plaques are. Okay. Yeah. So there'll be plaques up there. There'll be, it'll be static all the time that we'll add to. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and we'll also have in our trophy case, our honor roll patch, which we'll have basically that's your typical wooden plaque honor roll with all the plaques yep. for the different categories. So you'll have that. And then we have our kiosk that will have everything and anything in it. Yeah. Some money and thought into this one, right? Huge yeah. budget. Um, but you know what? It's 50 comes only once, and a wall of honor the first year is our inaugural year. It only happens once. So, you know, we've never been an organization that, that shied away from spending money or investing money or time into something that we feel it, it's worthwhile. Right. And this is this is no different. I mean, we're not gonna, we are not going to um you know shortchange it. You guys you know? are going to draw in a bunch of fans too and like new fans and stuff to, you know, like they can go out and see the rink. They can see the locker room on those days. They can be out in the lot doing stuff. Like you guys have thought of literally everything. Well, and there's another um, caveat to what we're trying to do too, right? And we're always in, in recruit mode. So when people tour our facility, when our staff has people to visit and they're next year, they're going to be eligible to play for us or two years from now, we will be able to play. We bring them in, we bring their parents and we give them the tour of the dressing. We give them the tour of facility. We bring them and now they can see our history right in front right. of them. Right. right. And how many people Jeez. went somewhere and did something. Yes. All that. Yes. Awesome. You know, that's it's a great, that's a great sell, selling yeah. point too, right? Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, oh, thank you, cheers. Thanks, <laughs> Well, I'm talking too much, my muscles getting dry. Beer. Jesus, Rob. Talk too much, my muscles getting dry. I checked last time, it was fucking half full. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 that and all that. And so we got a lot of good things planned. And uh, hopefully, Hattrick Hockey will be involved in some capacity. And maybe you guys want to do a, a live remote maybe over the weekend or something like that. Well, that'd be cool. That'd you be know, get some of the guys in. And sure, why not? Whatever. Like we, when Dave had uh, his 10 up for us. Uh, you know, we've got Sarah Nurse and Maui Spooner and, and, you know, like it, it was fantastic. Like, yeah. just walk in, do a 10 minute interview with us because the, I couldn't believe how many leather jackets were in the uh, crowd over the playoffs. Like, yeah. I, you, yeah. Could see, yeah. you, know, you could see the old players coming back, you know, like. Well, that's one of the things Mike and, uh, and they're trying to rejuvenate is that leather jacket. I, I want it. I think we've so, been talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, forever. yeah. I'm like, that thing's got to come back. It would not be such a yeah. head. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Brett, Brett said he was going to wear his one, but his shoulders got too yeah. big. He said he's too yeah. big right now. But I would consider coming, being on site. Doesn't have to be the whole weekend. And pulling some of these uh, past members to, sure. in and giving them, even if it's on a playback, right? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind for us, Rob, doing a little puck drop too. Be good for us too. Yeah, you guys be involved as, as much as you want or as little as you want, but I, I think you, you should be involved in some capacity. Okay. I think the guys who get a kick out of talking, you know, talking about their past, you get some for good sure. stories. I, 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 I got a couple guys like just I'm just walking through the bar and buddy's in there with his leather jacket on, and I'm like, hey, like, what year does that say on your face right. jacket? Yeah. And, and he gives me his name. He's like, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. You, you got beer, right? Like, you give me beer? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's all you gotta ask for. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm uh, I'm all tapped. So if you have anything else that you have to ask Joe, fire away, bud. Well, there's just a couple more things, like like Joe, like we didn't we and again we didn't still didn't get to uh, the nooks and crannies of like when you played and like what what were your bus trips like? Bus trips were always fun. Um, we were not as fortunate as the team is today where we did have to take school buses, mm -hmm. but we were very appreciative of it all the same. Absolutely. Um, we didn't have the subways and the, uh, the custom wraps on our bus, yeah. but uh, we had... Uh, Gluten-free! Yeah, we had, uh, you know, fans and and uh, we had a uh, Miss Cas Mrs. Cascaden and I think Mrs. Jones. We had, you know, ladies that made our sandwiches and that. We were oh, just happy to have anything, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, bus trips were fun, especially when we got outside the area um, from playing cards on, on the bus to uh, a couple of stories. I can remember, I remember going to Ted LaBrash and Gord Davidson used to always be the Euchre partners and, and me and Ganyo and they were the veterans and we were kind of the rookies and uh, didn't matter in the middle of the game, Gord, you know, they'd be like, you pick the card up, right? And go hearts and Gord go, and Teddy would go, another one you know or they or they would they get they would holler stuff out like at the bus driver like hey take a log off that fire it got round wheels in this thing or what like just you know gordy eh? and ted and so we had a lot of that stuff um we had i remember going up to uh uh we were playing in hanover and we were going up the 401 and um we're in a bit of a, a bit of a, a snowstorm and uh we're running late and i know we're running late and uh, we see a sign that says, welcome to Guelph. Well, Guelph is like there and Hanover is over here. So we had to get off back then. There's no cell phones. We got the bus at the next stop, find a pay phone. Mickey McDermott was our manager. He had to call the arena, find out, tell them we're going to be running a little late. Well, we get there. They want us to forfeit. So we had to get the league involved. And I remember getting off the bus. They wouldn't let us, they had the line blocking the door. They wouldn't let us get in the door. Just crazy stuff. And then when we got out of the rink, to get into, they give us like, I think they gave us something like a five minute warm up, and uh, we were lucky to get that. And then, but I remember coming out of our dressing room. Like how late was, were you? We were late, like we were like a half hour late. <laughs> and then we were, uh, well, I mean, if there's a bus breakdown, you know, you, yeah. you know what, what are you gonna do? That's what you say. No one's got anywhere to go. We're playing the game, down. right? We had to change flat tire. But I remember coming out of our dressing room. We had to walk. Um, it's behind the net. We had to walk up to the kind of where the behind the net glass is and then over to the corner and they're right people are right there and they have the legs out they wouldn't move the legs i remember jonesy kicking people and everyone just trying to kick to get by right oh it was crazy and then we had fights in the stands we always had that group of guys that would follow our games around they drive everywhere right lloyd Phillips, lloyd phillips uh wayne o'neill diker uh Mulder. You know, yeah. There was, and there was always a scrap somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> always a scrap. Because I, I remember, like, when I when I was going to games at the old barn, and that, that back door that led to the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. The guys would make snowballs, and they would leave them like you know the old cannonball style, where they're all yeah. piled up, and then they, you know, the game's getting close. Maybe just sitting there waiting, snowball in hand, buddies on a breakaway. Three three snowballs come flying. Oh yeah, like, it was fucking insane. Well, we played so much fun. We would we wouldn't bust to like now the guys are we we bust outside of the county like we we don't bust to Amherstburg or whatever or you just drive yourself. We yeah, but I remember we used to play in Leamington, 
you know, whatever he did on the ice kind of stayed on the ice, but the guys in the fans, the fans in the, were in the game that you're concerned when you left the rink because yeah. you weren't leaving the rink like as a group and going on a bus. You're, right. you're, you're you don't know what was going to happen. I'm not just saying Leamy to know. We had, yeah. I'm sure the Leamington players felt the same when they came to Essex, right? Yeah. So we, I really miss that. that there was just that rivalry in the, stands in the parking lot that there was in, the, in on the ice. Yeah, more more so than today. I just don't know if yeah. we, we just raised the kids better today or we were knuckleheads. I mean, back then we just it was not. It just happened, right? Yeah, you fought a lot more. Yeah, there was less consequences back yeah. then, you know, like. I think a lot of the kids now that play, they go to school together, they, they hang together, they've played because of Sun County and AAA, a lot of them have played hockey together. Right. Where we played, you played for Essex, you played for Leamington, you played for Harrow, right? Yeah, there was always a rivalry. Right. Right. And everybody hated each time. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, it was when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Played in Harrow, we would, I didn't know anybody who played for any other town and I'd I would stick anybody like I wouldn't care like I don't care who you are I don't know you that's how it was for us anyways now I don't remember now these guys they all like Joe was obviously just saying that they all know each other now so that's they, they do yeah. I mean because pretty much they've all played in some camp together yeah. if you play if you're playing even even at our level junior C level um there's a good chance you you you're on our team you played at least double a hockey or you've played triple A hockey yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe you're just not that elite triple A player, but th- so these guys all play together, right? Yeah. Even when we're playing Bell River or Lakeshore, I mean, those guys all know each other. And I know out there in the ice, you wouldn't think of think it, no. but there's a respect. I don't know if you noticed after our last game, yeah. if you hung around, if you weren't pie-eyed, yeah. no, no, that's good. but you've seen their guys hugging some of our guys yeah. and vice versa, right? So there's still always that, but that comes with the hockey, right? There's always that respect once the buzzer goes, for well, they did their, their cheer player. and everything, sure. and then the, the 73 sat there and watched them before they got to shake their hand. And then it was really cool because they had that their their buddy out there in the wheelchair and everybody yep. shook his hand. Yep. And you know what I mean? And then when it was all said and done, guys were skating off. But, you know, you had Chittle and Smitty who, who played for Bower for how long, right? And there, you can see there's a lot of love there, you know? And it's yeah. just too bad that uh, Chittle and Smitty come up short. Yeah, you know what? It was. I, those two are going to be hard to replace, Joe. Well, every year we have overagers that move on and they're hard to replace. Yeah. And Lakeshore's got four they're going to have to replace this year. And it's going to be tough to replace those guys, too. And right. uh, I don't know if you want to touch base on a little bit on the, the way the playoffs are going right now with that. But uh, we were, I'm wishing, I, I, I messaged uh, Sieg's there after for the last round and told him I wished him luck. And mm-hmm. um, it looks like they're, they're on their way. Well. They're two and zero. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of the way they're doing it, but I, I like this, uh, and I have a feeling that, that we're getting set up for if it goes really well, and they had they proved that it was a money maker for all the teams. That it's something going to keep in place moving on. And I just don't like that tournament style. I mean, no, it's like the Memorial Cup. You sit there and you watch your team play all year, play through the playoffs. Win, win the area, and now they're gone, and you don't get to see any of it well, with, unless you go. With the only difference being they're flying cross country, right? The right. play where we're not flying cross country, no. we're we got five hour drives from the to, or to seven hour drives, right. it's not a big deal. But right. I, whatever, they're going to try this out. I don't think that we'll support it. Um, any of the teams will support it moving forward, but um, and I'm not going to put an asterisk on anybody who wins this year because it was a tournament style and they haven't tried a tournament style before. They tried one back in the, the late 70s, mm-hmm. and it, it failed as well. Uh, so, right, I like that, you, you know, you have to win six rounds 
in our to be in, in uh, junior C, right. there's 63 or 64 teams, and you got to win six rounds to win it all. And I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's six. That's that's 24 games. And that's been, how much money that's being brought into your community. Too, yeah, right? you're right. Like your your fans why follow you all along. All of a sudden, they, they they can't. Why should Barry get the money? Like wherever it is, but why should they get the money? Yeah, you know what I mean. And I get it that they're going to disperse it out through the teams. But yeah, so what they what they threw at all the teams this year was they said. Once your quarterfinal series is done and you go on to the, the next round, which is your semis, the last four teams, your travel, your accommodations, your food, it's all covered. All your expenses are covered. So it didn't come out of pocket. 73s back in the 70s were so successful, they, were, they almost bankrupt themselves because it was, it was costly to go on and move on. Mm-hmm. and the travel trips right right as a matter of fact it was it got to the point where it was so bad they're considering um moving to kingsville and really? this is in the 70s yeah wow. um so had to make some deals and some arrangements with the town with with unpaid ice with the sports shop with unpaid equipment yeah. stuff and uh yeah i mean you're you're winning all ontario and you're drawing in your league you're drawing three four and you'll see it in even lakeshore i mean they were getting over a thousand when they were playing us in the finals and now in, in their next series, they're drawing 500. Yeah. Right? Right. Because, you know, you're losing all that local. Right. The message is right, yeah. right here. So we'll see how it goes. So, and another thing I don't like about the, the, the format is this, the uh, round robin play that they're in right now is meaningless. You can lose all three games, and all you got to do is win that semifinal game. Right. And the final game, you go two and three and win it all. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. like I'd rather, good, I'd rather see a good seven game series. Yeah, me too. Here, there, here, there. You know what I mean? Like, like it's been going. Yeah, or you could do what the Spitfires did when they went to Memorial Cup in '87, '88. Lakeshore could win their first three round robin games, get seated number one, play the number four, and maybe even win that, and get to the final and lose. And they're done. So go four and one, and you don't lose. And the other team could be, could just be, uh, they could go zero and three, and then win and win, two and three. It makes no sense. Right. Is it Gary Bettman been charged for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There is setups for the playoffs. But yeah. <laughs> the refereeing is just the same. It's always been this way, he said. It's always been like this. No. Nothing's changed. We they call it the same way. No. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And I, I don't know what he's smoking. I'm not sure <laughs> why the owners the love him so much. Off, turned off the TV uh, last night in the Leafs game. They were saying, I didn't see it. We were, we were doing a, an interview. We did uh, uh, Ryan Jolinas. Nice. And uh, like people were saying, yeah, first period, shut it up. It was two, not mm-hmm. two. But they're, they're like, I could have, I was getting so angry at these stupid penalties, like yeah. a tap on the glove. And no, it is a tap on the glove. In the playoffs, I, I thought it's a whole different handbook. Yeah. We had Dave Cassidy on here. He said, he said it was. Yeah. He said it's not the same rules. Yeah, you gotta let this go a little bit more, you know. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I I haven't been watching all the games, um, especially those ones out west and that. But I'm sure they're calling it. Sounds like they're calling it all the same. Mm-hmm. Did they have a lead and lose the leader? Were they always fighting from behind last night? No, they were down by a few, and then they oh, okay. yeah. tying it, and then they lost in overtime. I think they were down two. I think well, what we, too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, in the East, going into yesterday, but every every series was two two. Yep. Yeah, I'm really no that no it can't be because Pittsburgh's three and one, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all the games we were playing last night were two and two or something yes. like that. Yeah. Except Colorado yeah. had bounced. Uh, well, Pittsburgh kind of surprised me a little bit, but 
I wasn't a big believer in the Rangers. I couldn't pick against Crosby. Yeah. I just couldn't. They're up one nothing right now, too, by the way, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And Florida getting a little scare and Carolina getting a little scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think that this Toronto Tampa series, those are two really good teams. Tampa, Tampa Bay team, you know. Don't go away. They got a lot of talent, man. They get, like, I don't know who this Paul guy is, but I, he's, I never noticed him like, at all, but they play. We're losing to a guy named Paul, and I'm watching this guy out there. I'm like, he's pretty good. And, but he's bouncing guys, too. Yeah. Like he, he, he plays a heavy, heavy role. They're like the uh, Blackhawks used to be. They always find a way to replace those third and fourth line yeah. guys. And Toronto did a good job this year with the, with their guys. I, I think so. You know, last year they, they, they missed the mark on Felino. Um, they had some tough luck. He was injured, right? Richie was about the only one they brought in that didn't really fit the. I don't know if he if he gained weight or what his deal was, but he just didn't fit in. No. He he looked slow out there. Yeah. Well, but when you're with Murder and Matthews, Kemp, Kemp, Kasha, Bunting, um, Engvall, Engvall and McKay. If you're just starting to see, I don't know what they're going to fit as McKay next year. Like. Playing he does a little bit of everything and he's just starting to ice i always said to people they they dogged him because he couldn't finish i said well just give him a little time once he does start to find yeah. the net he's a pretty good pretty valuable player yeah he's a big kid yeah anyways i will say this the the playoffs i couldn't wait for it i mean i can't watch 82 of meaningless regular season hockey games if you if you had to pick right now who do you think is going to win it all Jeez, it'd be different than if you would ask me before the playoffs started because for the playoffs started, I was saying Florida, Colorado. Yeah. Well, Colorado's looking good. I mean, but again, it really depends on the, their competition, right? Maybe the what are they? Who are they playing tonight? Nashville or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that series ended. It's done. I, I honestly Calgary over there, and I, and I liked Colorado over there, and on this side here, I liked Florida and Carolina, but I thought, what about the Stanley Cup champs, and what about this right. Toronto team? Yeah. I picked him to go all the way to uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I picked Tampa Bay the whole. Yeah, way. you guys ever tried to figure out the old system if it one played eight and you're like, yeah, uh, how would that look? It would look a lot better than the way it looks now. It just yeah. seems like if you don't win first or second overall, you are in a dogfight. Yeah, they they need to just go back to the old way and top eight on each side make it. Yeah, but didn't Toronto win second? No, for, Carolina for did. For all three. But then you've got you you've Third. got five teams, maybe six teams, with almost hundred points, yeah, or at least hundred points. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's good. You got third playing fourth. Everyone's good. There's it's not like a lot of discrepancy. There's not as much discrepancy as there once was. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried to figure out the one and eight thing, but I should though. See how how it would actually pan out. Or the old way used to be one and sixteen. One and sixteen. Mm-hmm. And and then a little reseed. Yeah. I don't I don't like that neither. I'm like I think you you get your first round, you get your first your 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 low seed. After that, you you get whoever you get. Right. If whoever wins that series, I, I just like top eight each side. Boom, boom, one and eight, two and seven, like just like that. Yeah. It used to be. Like, well, that's how I've always seen it too, right? Up to yeah. Like, I hate wild card shit. I fucking hate the wild card. Well, they're doing this. It's all because of travel, right? But look at last year, like the Habs go in on a wild card spot and then they end up in the finals. Like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like the other. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, I hope the playoffs last long because 
once it's done, I've got to start watching the Tigers, and I don't want to. No, they're not. Yeah. It's, oh, it's hey, then you just follow that up with the Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Who hated you? Exactly. <laughs> My guys hated me because I have all the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, Joe. Well, uh, just want to say thanks a lot for coming on and explaining all how the. Thanks for having me again, man. man. This is great. We definitely, uh, if I can get uh, like um, a schedule or for that upcoming August thing, yeah. I'll definitely plug it. Uh, yeah, we we I'll will be there too. There. We 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 will be there. Yeah, I, I think it's in your best interest to be there. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be getting the, the you're going to have the guys that you want to talk to, the people sure. you want to talk to, and we'll have lots of business cards with us too, in case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, email us, email us, email us. Yeah, think of some questions about some of those people. I'm sure you have them, Rob, where you remember that guy when he played in the '70s, but you've never had a chance to meet him, and there's a question you've always wanted to ask him. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'll make sure that there are those guys that are available to you. Well, I'll I'll talk to a bunch of the guys anyways. And yeah. Everybody gives me something information on whoever, right? Like, oh, you gotta talk to this guy, this guy. Yeah, ask him about this. You know what I mean? And there's always a good question. And you know, you know a million of them. So like I can always uh yeah. jump back on board with you and you, you can hook me up with something. So yeah, we'll find a, a, a good area for you there with within the rink where next to the hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got somebody that's on the fence, you don't want to talk to, this is the deciding factor. We got Bud Lights and we got, we got whatever GL fucking like heritage, whatever you want. (laughs) All right, Joe. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you. And there he was. It's always fucking good talking to Joe. Love Joe. I love talking to Joe. He's Joe, Joe. like, he's, <laughs> he's so well-spoken. Yeah, Joe. Well, he's going to be the mayor. Yeah. Like he'll be the mayor of Essex yeah. in no time. He's so well-spoken, but he is a hockey Google when it comes to the Essex 73s, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I love the wall going up. They got the little freaking kiosk thing where you get 73s info and all that. I love what they're doing there. So, and they have in that, there's like a like festival type thing going on too, right? So yep. it's going to be a big year, big yep. year for the three. We'll, we'll make this sure is, we uh, we talk about it uh, when it when it's getting closer to that. Oh yeah, and, for sure. This uh, is year year. Make sure everybody comes down and sees us and yeah. uh, come meet the boys. Come say hi. Come say hi to the team. Everything. It's going to be great. And this is year fifty, right? He said fifty yep. years of the seventy three. Yep. So yep. let's make it a big season. So after we were done the show, he he ends up pulling out this fucking scroll, and he's and he's explaining all the point system and how you got points and how you stayed into the top uh, out of the top one hundred into the top fifty into the top. That's unreal. You know what I mean? It's, it's fantastic. The research and stuff that he does is crazy. He know he's he's a very smart man. Yes, he is. But enough. <laughs> Enough tickle feet with fucking Joe. Enough fucking stroking Joe off. So, that's anyways, <laughs> round. Let's get into round two of the playoffs, Rob. Okay, so okay. let's start. We'll start with Colorado, St. Louis. So, man, I just think Colorado might be too much. Colorado might be too much. Uh, so, McKinnon, five goals. He's the one. He leads the squad so far in the playoffs. Kale McCarr is unreal. Three goals, seven assists. 10 points leads the team in points. 
freaking uh, Kemper should be. I think he's going to be back now after he got the stick to the eye there. That's so crazy. the, I don't know, get how the stick even fucking fit through there. Like, aren't those sticks and stuff made and the holes in mass like made? Like, you think that they don't. Well, remember, remember we had uh, Jelly on. Jelly was talking about the stick wouldn't fit through there, but the butt end would. Yeah, but right? that was the blade that went through. Yeah, but those guys doctor up them sticks because remember, there's there's no uh, there's that no had, uh, stick penalties anymore, yeah, right? That, that so had to have been shaved, you could shave right? the top down, yeah. you could shave the bottom. Like, fuck. Why did okay? This might seem like a dumb question, but why do guys do that? Do you know? Remember, there's never a dumb question. It's just dumb people. Yeah. So, <laughs> but sorry, what, what was the question? <laughs> why are they shaving their fucking? Like, why are they shaving? Because whatever feels down? good. Like, I, I used to play with a guy, uh, Bob Matheson, and when he would remember, he used to heat this the stick up and yeah, and to curve it, it whatever yeah. way you want. Yeah. Yeah. He would he would put it down, holding it here, uh, say right handed shot, yeah. and then he would step on the toe of it, so no. it would open the blade up. Like, like it was a crazy like. I couldn't believe it. Like, but it didn't, it, he didn't put a curve into it. He opened the blade up. So like when it's rolling off the, the end of the stick off the blade, it's going up. Right. Oh, so, so you can shoot high and quick. Yeah. But now they, they shave them down. They shave down the handles. They shave, they, sh they do all kinds of shit to their, their sticks. Cause remember, remember when we were, we had, um, uh, little Scott on and he said, there's only one stick that I use. There's only one stick I feel comfortable with and that's it. Yeah. So they all, yeah. they all do it a certain way, you know, like the only thing I've ever done to a stick is cut it and tape it. <laughs> that's yeah. all I've ever done to a stick. Like, I don't know, man, that's just crazy, but it was just crazy. But that guy, Darcy Kemper, 930 save percentage so far. That's in crazy. But so St. Louis, like, is there are no slouches either, man. So, no. O'Reilly leads the team in goals and points. He's got six goals. He's got nine points. Did you see O'Reilly's goal last night? No, I didn't. Fuck. You, I, I couldn't believe the hands on him. So he tries poke checking the puck away. He's going at the defenseman. He's probably 10 feet in front of the net. He yeah. poke checks the puck off of the defenseman. Defenseman shoots it out. It goes off of the St. Louis guy, bounces past the defenseman right to uh, O'Reilly's stick, he knocks it down uh, like uh, to make it sit still. Yeah, so flat. Brings it to the backhand, forehand, top shelf. I'm, I was like, "What the fuck just happened there?" And I mean, in a matter of like two seconds. Yeah, no, it was those incredible. Guys, hands. Their hands and they're just how fast they can think. It was unreal. It's, it's crazy, and that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Isn't and you know, he, like I. I I, I know who he is, but you ne I never get to see St. Louis. You isn't, know, like, isn't he the captain? Yeah, he's captain. Yeah. But As you, you never see St. Louis. You never see LA. You never see, you know, all a lot of them certain teams. Yeah. But like to watch that, I, I was I was in awe, like how mm -hmm. fast it was just like boop, boop, boop. Uh, it's yeah. in the net. And like, like we said off the of air too, Jordan Bennington has fucking just come back to where he yep. looks he, he looks like his normal self right right where he was right where he left off when he left the stanley cup 944 save on him wow so but in the end though colorado just has every piece they have they the do. guys on d they have the fucking guy in net 
They have scoring. They're big. They're fast. They hit. They're rough. It's like an all-star team. Yeah, they'll fight you. They'll whatever. So in this series, Rob, you had the Avs in five. Mm-hmm. I had him in six, and Drew has him in seven. So we all had, we all had the Avs on that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> they're going to the Colorado's. Cup. Just they're just so good, man. And the thing is, too, is they'll not only do all that, and they'll but they'll beat the shit out of you at the same time, too. Man. Oh yeah. So there, there was some huge hits in that game. There, there, there's a lot yeah. of people getting run over. But then you got. You got Shen on the other side. You you yeah. got O'Reilly on the side. There's, you got Bozak on the other side. Like you, there you got a lot of good hockey players in St. Louis. Fucking no one even no one even oh yeah, St. Louis, but fucking call it like Colorado too. They got like Kadri, like the Colorado. Oh, I know. Stacked. Like I said, that's an all-star team. You can Stop. put that team in the all-star game. Okay. And- Do you want to know who they okay? They who this team kind of reminds me of this freaking Colorado team. They kind of remind me of the O. Two Red Wings. Remember how they had like everybody? Yeah. That's what this Colorado team reminds me of. Cause it just seems like no matter where you look, there's a fucking all-star player. <laughs> yeah. Like look at there's one on every line. Player. That's for that's sure. What, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So and I did say a long time ago too that they were my pick to win the cup. So they're a wagon right now. So we'll see. But like I yeah, said, I, ha- I I got them in Tampa Bay going mm-hmm. to the cup. And St. Louis is going to fucking give them a go. Like, don't think they're going to get anything easy. So we'll see. We got to talk about this one because these two teams, these two teams, we got the battle of Florida. How fucking cool is this? Where did Ross Colton come from? This guy leads the team with four goals. Kucherov doing his thing. He uh, leads the team in assists and points with seven assists and 10 points. So he's got three goals. Basileski, I feel like, hasn't really been himself. Uh, weird hearing me say that when he's got a 907 save <laughs> percentage. But like I said earlier in the show, Campbell's numbers were better. Campbell outplayed him in game one, but the thing was, was the Lightning obviously scored more goals. So Florida, on the other hand, so they got Carter Verhage, I think is his name. If not, that's not how you say it. Dash one ant leads the team in goals with six. He's got six assists, which leads to points. And he's got 12 points. Sorry. So six and six with 12 points, math guy. ant. so leads the team in three categories. This kid Bobrovsky's got a nine Oh three save. Like this series is fucking nuts. So Florida lost game one. Rob, do you think that they're going to have a little bit of a bounce back? If I was Tampa Bay, I, I don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't know. I think, I think Tampa Bay has uh, just as many weapons as Florida does, mm-hmm. but they also have Stanley cup tenure. You know what I mean? Like, they've been there they've they've been to the show they've twice and won it in the last two years so you got a lot of stuff going for you right there um if if i was tampa bay i would dump the puck in just to the side of Bobrovsky every time so he has to come on and play the buck he is fucking terrible yeah like i can't believe they haven't tied him to his net oh i know it's crazy like so, I would, I would let him play the puck every fucking time. 
because he's going to cough it up. And I think I'm the only one that has Florida. So I have Florida in six. Uh, Drew and you each have Tampa in six, I believe. So we all chose six games, but I'm the one that uh, that chose Florida. You guys chose the Lightning. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think, so I think, either way, I think I think Florida might have the bounce back next game, um, but like right now, that home ice advantage is non-existent anymore. No, I know it doesn't mean shit now. Right. So I think I think Florida will bounce back for this game, but I think. Tampa goes back to Tampa and wins both the games there. So you think it's going to be three one by game by the end of game four? Yep. Wow. So you could be right, man. This that's one of those series that could swing either way, though. I feel. It, it, Florida's got to get wheeling, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's let's go to another battle. Alberta. Fuck, this is gonna be so awesome. I Why I so think I think Fuck. all of fucking Canada prayed for the series. <laughs> What is you it? Know, 91 they last played the Battle of Alberta? I don't know. It was early 90s. It's been a long time. I want to say it was 91. Mm-hmm. It's been a and, long time. And I watched I watched some of the highlights with fucking Joel Otto and Theron Fleury and Kevin Lowe. And and I mean, you didn't even know there was a puck out on the ice. Was that? And these guys are leaving their fight, feet. Essa Tikkanen, you know, Craig, Mc, uh, Craig McTavish. I don't know if I'm right or not, but was that when Theo Fleury scored the series winning goal in overtime? I don't remember if that was the one, but like they had Jamie McCowan, they had Rick Natris, they had Vancouver. He scored. Oh my God. It, it, it was incredible. Like it, it was like a 13 minute video of just them battling. And oh, it yeah. was, it was the best hockey I've ever seen. So, Lynn Holm for the Flames leads the squad with three goals so far in the playoffs. Uh, Johnny Hockey. Isn't that strange? Only three goals? Yeah, it's weird. But here's the thing. They just had a low-scoring series. So yeah. Johnny, like hockey, leads the team in assists with six, but he only has eight points in total. He leads the team in points as well, and he only has eight. Mm-hmm. That's eight points in seven games. There Wasn't um, there some teams beat out with more goals? than? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Then Johnny Hockey, that's, yeah. Here's the guy I feel that's been the difference for them is Markstrom in the pipes, okay? Markstrom, 943 save percentage. That's That's impressive. Yeah, that's nuts. So I expect this series to be fast, rough, lots of hitting. I'm assuming you're probably going to see some scraps. I didn't expect that to go seven, though, with L.A. No. Like, no. So in all honesty, I think those teams, those two teams – Calgary and Edmonton had the easiest first round, mm-hmm. and they but, both and they both and they both went and they seven both went games. seven, yeah. right? And, and one of them went could have went seven. either way, and one of them was game seven overtime, overtime, yeah, yeah, Johnny Hockey. But yeah. so speaking of those Edmonton Oilers, you want to know who I feel has been one uh, unreal pickup and has been huge for the Oilers this year is Evander Kane. Seven goals in the fucking seven goals in the playoffs so far. He already has a hat trick. McDavid is nasty. He has 10 assists, leads the team with 14 points so far in the playoffs. Mike Smith seems like he's back to himself. 938 save percentage. It's just, what else could you want for hockey? Oh, (laughs) you know what else I could want for hockey? An earlier start time. Yeah. Well, there's the only thing. No, but 30, 
fuck. Yeah, you but know, think about I'm it. I'm already that's... into my warm milk by then and, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> but that's only 6.30 for them. Yeah, I know. Because because they want the viewers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're missing fucking three quarters of Canada. Mm. But one thing I wanted to bring up to you, Aunt, when you said about uh, what's his name from Florida, like where the fuck did he come from? What about Paul? They picked up from Ottawa. Yeah. Like, Dude, where the fuck did this did guy you see come the, from? Scored both goals in game seven there? Stud. Did you He's see the second stud. goal? I never even heard of this guy until Toronto played him. You know, like, I didn't even know who he was in Ottawa. Yeah. Whatever. Dude, did you did you see the second goal? He, like, kicked it around his feet. Yeah. And, like, up to his stick and bam, got a shot Like a soccer like player, up to his stick, fucking bing, bang, boom. Yep. Unreal. Let's yeah, go. That was sick. So anyway, speaking. Right, <laughs> we'll, I mean, uh, go yeah. off on that. No, but that was a sick goal, up. though. Good point, it, though. It's incredible. It's incredible. Point. What eye hand, Jesus. Yep. Um. So for this Edmonton Calgary, Rob, you have him in seven. Drew took him in six. You guys have the Flames. I took the Oilers in six. That's just because mcdavid and uncle leo and i just i Fucking can't jesus i can't go who did against, i pick in that one can't go on against him. you and drew have the flames oh okay so you have them in seven and drew has them in six and i took the oilers in six and i gotta i gotta give uh props to uh connor mcjesus he uh put that team on his back in that game seven and did it all Mm-hmm. You know, without him, because is Drysaddle hurt? He's got to be hurt. I think he was banged up. A There's little bit, something yeah. wrong with him because he's not. I I heard you know, he was, but I forget what it was. Because he, he kind of looked like Kucherov in in mm-hmm. in that like tr- in the Toronto series. Kucherov didn't even notice him really. Yeah, yeah, true. I think he scored a couple goals, didn't he? A couple, but I'm thinking <laughs> Kucherov. He's scoring yeah. seven. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. But then last night, point point doesn't play, and Kucherov is the man. He looked like Connor McDavid out there. I almost said Connor McGregor again. <laughs> but I think uh, I don't know. Just I can't go against Connor and Leo. I always call him Uncle Leo, but uh, I just can't go against him just because Connor looks like he's on a fucking mission. And when Connor's I don't have mission, the faith in Smith, I was just gonna say that but if he can get back to just playing hockey and be healthy smith could be very effective and stay in your fucking net uh i i also <laughs> think that uh calgary is a more rounded team true yeah. but if connor mcdavid is connor mcdavid and uncle leo is uncle leo this could get interesting you put big bodies on them you know yeah. what i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking train wreck of a series i can't wait <laughs> yeah so look, you know, it's going to be that. like one of those accidents you drive by, but you don't want to look, but you want to look, but you yeah. don't want to look. You're like, okay. That's funny. Last series, Rob, Carolina, New York. So <laughs> Vinny Trocek leads away with three goals for the Canes. Tony fucking D'Angelo, this guy. So Carolina took a big fucking big time risk on him. He's got seven assists in the playoffs. He's had a great year as well. Complete mm. psychopath, but <laughs> he's a great player. Um, Ranta or Ranta, however you say it. Sorry, buddy, but nine twenty seven save percentage. Aho has R- been Ranta. Ranta. Yeah, I think it's Ranta, and 
Aho's had a great season. Rod the Bod's got the boys buzzing and ready for war. Go over to the Rangers, Chris Kreider, when he's not running fucking goalies, he's scoring goals, 50-goal scorer. He's got five in the playoffs. Zabanajad leads the uh, squad in assists and points. He's got eight assists, 11 points, so he's buzzing. Um, Georgiev, 935 save percentage. I did some homework, Rob. Uh, Gerard Gallant, man, I can't. Gerard, I, I fucking wish the Red Wings would have just fired fucking Blaschel and got Gerard Gallant. I love him as a coach. So he's got those, those guys will go through a wall for him. Yep. I feel yep. like we'll go through. Yeah, well, he's I, played I the like, game. Yeah, he's played I, the game. And he, and he plays it like he wants his team to yeah. play it. And he played it right. Yep. He was a that tough guy. He scored. Too. He fought. He fucking tough. did it all. Yeah. So, I hated him. I fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was always a thorn in the side of the league. He was. He was. And, and you know, like that, that, that was when Toronto and Detroit would play like eight times a year. Yeah. Awesome. And he, there was a few so times great. too where he played on a line with, Bobby Probert and Steve Eiserman. Yep. Like when Probert and Eiserman kind of broke into the league. Yeah. He was the vet. Mm-hmm. And Proby right. fucking ended up being an all star too. That's crazy. Dude. Yeah. And Garrett, and I put that all on Gallant's shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, he's talking to those two. You're on my line. This is what you need to do to stay in the NHL. This is what you need to do to be an NHL player. And I'll fucking bet you. Eiserman was just like a sponge and yeah. Proby was just like, okay. And it was probably, hey, fucking Stevie, do what you do and we'll take care of you. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what it was. Because Dra- Gallant was a tough guy too, right? Mm-hmm. I love fucking watching Eiserman play, man. He was so good. So Drew's got the uh, – let me see here how I got this. So I have the Rangers in seven. And uh, you, Drew has Carolina in five, and Rob, you have them in six. I'm the one that has the Rangers. So we'll see what happens, man. Fuck those Rangers. <laughs> I know one person that's going to be happy with me picking the Rangers, Jamie McDermott. So I know he'll be happy with me uh, oh taking God. the Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. <laughs> oh. It's not, it's not their fucking goal. They have, they do have a pretty fucking annoying goal song, but whatever. I'm taking them. They're all annoying. <laughs> Rob, all major fans. Last segment of the week, as always, our beauty of the week. Do you have any idea who is going to be your beauty of the week? I do. Who do you got? I got two. Oh, shoot them. I got, I got uh, Dale Mitchell from the Leamington Flyers. Total butte. Yeah, and I got uh, Coach Q there from uh, the uh, Lakeshore uh, Canadians. Anthony Iaquinta. Yeah, Anthony Iaquinta for getting Coach of the Year and winning the Schmaltz Cup. Fucking right. Two beauties there. You guys kind of made me lose my fucking train of thought because I got Uh, thinking about those two beauties. But you know what? I'm going to take Evander Kane. Just because seven goals in the playoffs so far, he's been great. And he's... I guess he's been good in the locker room. He's just back to just playing hockey, not worrying about the outside shit. So mm-hmm. he's been a big part of uh, of them heading into the round against. Uh, He'll figure out how to fuck it up. Oh, I hope not. He's kind of one of those guys I kind of want to do good. Like he's 
he's always I do want him to do good I don't want to see him do bad like he's always been a good player and he's and he does play the game right he does play the game right so he's my beauty of the week he's got he's got fucking screws loose like Kadri does when Kadri gets the wires crossed Mm -hmm. yeah so we we used to have this coach back in the day Mike uh Golden I want to say and Drew from Harrow yeah Mike Golden harmonica in the band yeah Goldie? But yeah, fucking Goldie. Goldie's yeah. a fucking beauty, okay? So Great guy. Goldie plays in my... I played Sunday night hockey with him. He played Sunday night hockey when I was fucking... I was a kid and he was playing Sunday night hockey. And I ended up playing Sunday night hockey with him. I went over to the Sunday afternoon league. He was still playing Sunday nights. And then now, just like this past year, he finally hopped ship into where he's playing fucking sunday afternoons now i played with him in yeah. the sunday night league oh, goldie's a fucking beauty yeah. Yeah. he's a beauty but Great he guy. uh but yeah man he's just he just i forget what i was saying i lost my train of thought because we were laughing about goldie <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so he would always fucking say he would always say every team has to have a couple loose nuts on the wagon that's what he would say, right? Like, got to have a couple loose nuts. And Drew was always that loose nut. Yeah. <laughs> Just because Drew, like, there was a fine line that Drew played. Like, he fucking, dude, we were fucking growing up. Every town we went into, there was a kid there to fight Drew. Mm-hmm. Every fucking town we went into. So it was just kind of funny that Mike, like, kind of hopped up like that. But, yeah, but Mike, that was Mike saying is every team's, there always has to be a loose nut on the way. Yeah. And every every team yeah. in the NHL does have that loose cannon, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or that loose nut, however and, you want to put it. And ours was Drew. <laughs> it, was yeah. so, it was fucking funny. Um, you got anything else you want to talk on, bro? Or are you good to go? This has been no, a fucking... I'm good to go. I want to go watch been, some hockey. Yeah, this has been a fantastic episode. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Great. Really fun. Yeah. So, everybody, until next week, Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. I could do